All right, welcome to another episode of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week I have some sad news for you and some good news for you. Uh, I'll give you the good news first. The, f- the good news is this week I am joined by the official thong, <laughs> flip-flop, horseshite guru, the Zulu Lulu himself, Matthew in Kansas City. Good morning, Matthew. Woo! <laughs> so nice to be here at this early stage of a Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> that's good, man. I want to tell you that. what, that took everything I had to get that out. Matthew is a dedicated, I mean, <laughs> he cares. I want to tell all y'all people right off the bat, he cares about. Well, I guess he cares about me a little bit, but I think he cares about you people a lot. This man was up until about three o'clock in the morning last night with a with a what probably a six thirty wake up call today. Yeah, it was like six forty five. I was probably up till about four. God, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. So he's because- this, this man has had less than three hours of sleep, and he is. Up early because we had we both had some things we had to do later tonight, so we we did it early and here we go. We are going to we are bring, we both dedicated because even though I went to bed you know at eleven p.m. I still woke up at six a.m. and that sucks. <laughs> so so um, I guess uh, now I should well now that they know that we're operating on fumes that's probably not good news either, Matt. But because um, <laughs> <laughs> that always works well when we do that. Yeah. <laughs> But the bad news is that um, that the official uh, historian and translator of the podcast, uh, the lovely Kirsty in Perth, is not with us today. So, um, but Kirsty the other night went to a show in Perth. Matthew, I know you don't know about this. Uh, it was a it was three cover bands. And tell me how awesome this night would be for me. Maybe not as much for you, but for me. Uh, one of them, obviously, an Iron Maiden cover band. Mm-hmm. The second one, or I don't know which one headlined. The second one, a Black Sabbath cover band or tribute yeah. band. I'm not sure how these guys label themselves, guys or gals. And the third one is the one, like right now, I'd be really so stoked to see. Can I guess? Go for it. You know what it is. I do? Yeah, go for it. I like I guess Queens Rock at the moment. Well, you'd be wrong. It was an ACDC. Ah. And she sent me a clip, Matthew. Mm-hmm. A clip, Matthew. A clip, Matthew? Not a <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just chill. I'm trying to I'm trying to pause so I can uh get to the clip she sent me because I think you'll be interested in hearing this. Just uh check this out, man. I was stoked when I heard this. Wait a minute, that's the wrong clip. Oh, is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, you'll, you'll know what this is. Excuse me. You know what that is? I do. My brain... It's, it's trying uh, to process it. It knows it, it just can't think what it is. Okay, just hold on, let's listen. Ah, oh, of course it is. One of my favorite songs. Yes. I'll tell you what, I'm hurting more than what I thought I was. 
Like she sent me that, and I was because because she was messaging me about it, and she was telling me, "Hey, I'm going to see." As soon as she said ACDC, I was like, "Oh man, because that's a band I'm never going to see." Mm-hmm. I've seen Ozzy enough times. I've seen Maiden enough times. I mean, there's never really enough times, obviously, but I'll never get to see the real ACDC. And the fact that they that she sent me a clip of them playing Walk All Over You, I was like, oh, man, hmm. awesome. So awesome. So I hey, think. Just quickly, you might want to edit this out, but I'll let you know now. It's 7.36, and you've just woken the dog up next door with that song. <laughs> I kid you not. Sorry, sorry. You'll, you'll hear him through this. You're not going to be able to not hear him. That's okay. That's okay. So, so why don't we get into uh, really quickly what we've listened to this week, Matthew? Why don't you go first? All right. So, albums—that's what we're rolling with to start with. Yeah. Okay. For no apparent rhyme or reason, uh, but I started the week off with some Megadeth and Hidden Treasures. Some of these, a couple of these albums, I hadn't listened to in twenty years. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hidden Treasures. Um, that think, was one. I think I've heard that one maybe twice. <laughs> well, and the only reason I even bought that uh, was because of the song Diadems or Diadems. Yeah, you yeah. Ever well, heard that? It was a new song, right? Yeah, it yeah. was off. I remember seeing it when there was a movie, Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt. Or Tales from the Crypt. Oh, Demon yeah, Knight yeah. Coming yeah. out. Okay. And I was like, oh, that song's cool. <laughs> and so I ended up buying that album. And that was really the, the song I liked on it the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cryptic Writings, I went on and listened to that. And then went on to some more Megadeth, Euthanasia. And I was like, ah, oh, since I'm in that sort You're of You're getting better. The, the, the more you mention, the better they're getting, I'm thinking here. Yeah. Countdown to Extinction. I went mm-hmm. on to that. Mm-hmm. But that's where I stopped. Wait, what's I the really opening What's the opening track on uh, Euthanasia? Is it... Um, Addicted to Chaos? Huh? Is it Addicted to Chaos? No, that's that's on Cryptic Writings. That's that's like further down the list. Uh, um I like the way that I make you itch. Isn't that, isn't that the yeah. first song? I'm trying to think of, uh, hold on, I'm trying to think of how that goes. Hold on, what the hell? I'm not ready for all these questions on, at 7.38 in the morning. I like the way that you stand in line and press Reckoning day. Reckoning, yes. God, that's, I don't know what I was thinking. That's okay. Hey, people got to hear me sing a little bit. That song's awesome. <laughs> I love, I love though. That is a that is a great opener. That's a great that's a good opener. album for the yeah, most part. It is, it is. So Actually, yeah, addicted to chaos is on that album. I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I couldn't dispute that point whether it is or not at the moment. Um, <laughs> I used to listen to it a lot. I don't listen to those. Sure. If I listen to Megadeth now, I probably go back to '80s stuff more than sure. Yeah. The '90s, but I do like the '90s stuff. Yeah, it's really good. But I never really got. I I moved away from Megadeth the early two thousands, so I think I had a couple of albums, but I I wouldn't know a single song on those anymore. Anything that's post two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, Dynasty. I'm going with Dynasty. I was trying to think: is it Dynasty or Dynasty? <laughs> We're doing Dynasty because that's what Kirsty said. Dinner's D. Dynasty. If you dinner Kiwi. Dynasty for, for the New Zealanders out there. Dynasty. <laughs> Hello, James. If you're listening, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I know. I know he's not. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Dynasty, Titanic, Mass. Okay, listen to that. Um, Social Distortion. I was like, you know, I'm in the mood to hear Dear Lover. You, so, oh, about that guy who goes out hunting for venison. <laughs> <laughs> no, silly. Okay. Uh, 
Who would, who would think such? A, who, who would think? think who would think such a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just keep on going here. Some sleep deprived buffoon. Yes, that uh, would be who. What else do I have here? Oh, that's right. So things kind of went. They took a left turn at this point. Oh boy! So I listened to a podcast, and I'll probably bring, you know I'll bring it up now. So one of the podcasts that I'd listened to mm-hmm. was Talk Is Jericho, and it had Alan Parsons on. Are you familiar with him? Uh, I can read your mind. I remember that one song. Oh, okay. And he was, I'd, he didn't he play with Pink Floyd or somebody? Oh, I think he's done this, that, and the other with different people. Sure. But I listened to podcasts with him and I was like, what does he sing? I've heard of that name. And yeah. And so so then I, whatever I listened to, I can't even remember now. It's like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. And I was in the mood to listen to something a little lower, like something from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? So I listened to him. I was like, yeah, I don't really want to listen to this. Steely so Dan. Do you know, that did pop into my mind, uh, but I didn't do it. Right. No, I was running through band names, and I thought of The Sweet. I thought, I'm going to go try The Sweet out. I've heard a couple of their songs, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it, so yeah. I gave that a bell. So, Desolation Boulevard, and I don't know if you, how familiar you are with The Sweet, but I really, really enjoyed it. I was I was surprised that it's not real heavy, yeah. but it's very guitar-y still. It's it kind of glammy. A little glammy. Yeah. And that's one of the, th- there's probably two things that would have put me off listening to it originally. One is that it's, you know, that it is glammy. Mm-hmm. And the name, The Sweet, you know, I had all these preconceived notions. Did it have a, did it have Do Ya on it? Y- you know what? That was one of the songs I, um. The Ace Fraley. Was- the, I mean, that's where I had heard it originally, but I knew it was a cover. And then there's a, God, there's another cover that someone has done of them that I like too. And I, uh, um, I think it was Lillian Axe covered one of their songs, but I can't think of what it is right now. It, no matter what, do they do? No matter what, no matter what you are. Oh, I couldn't tell you now. Okay. No, go ahead. No, you don't. Um, I know that that was probably my favorite song on there. I think it was like three tracks in. I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. So that was good, and I just kind of left it because okay. it wasn't on. A, I wasn't playing off a CD. I was playing off a platform. Uh, okay. So anyway, something else came on next, and I was like, oh, what is this? And it took me by a big surprise. This one. Oh, boy. So, I'm trying to think how I could frame this for you. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, anyway, I'm listening to the song. I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. What is this? And I'm hearing this, ooh, yeah. And it, the way he, I can't do it. But the way he was doing it in the song, I was thinking, oh, this sounds kind of Zeppelin. But it doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. So, I had a look. I'm inside the second song now, by the time I checked. It was Rush. Oh. I have never listened to anything by Rush and enjoyed it um, because of Kitty Lee's vocals. But yep. on this, it didn't bother me at all. Like, I'm guessing it's the original album because it's called Rush or the debut album. Did it have and, Working Man on it? Uh, yeah, I don't know the names of the song titles. Okay. And I certainly don't at this time of the morning. Um, but it was really cool. I was, I was like, oh, he's... His vocal delivery isn't as, uh, I don't know, I find it pretty abrasive and nasally, but it didn't seem like that on, on this album. Oh, sorry. That's pretty cool. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> oh, is he a big Rush fan? Yes, he likes Rush everyone, a lot. Yeah, but everyone seems like they're a big Rush fan. Oh, not everyone. Like, well, no, not you and not me. Not everyone on this podcast, that's for sure. I don't, <laughs> I don't think any of us like Rush. Oh, uh, Kirsty doesn't? I don't think so. I, oh, I appreciate, okay. I'll, say, I'll say this because- I respect them musically. I mean, man, musically they're they're fun to listen to, but I just mm-hmm. I, and I've I've always told like my friend Mark, uh, the most hated man in podcast land. I've just always said, look, 
if they just had a good singer, like someone that I liked, I mean, man, yeah, that'd be great. But I just, you know, it's just, it's like Motorhead. If Motorhead would have had a great singer, then I mean, I, I probably could have listened to him. But, I, you know, Lemmy and, and same with uh, Getty Lee. I mean, they're very talented people, but vocally, they just didn't do anything for me. I thought for a moment that you didn't know that Lemmy was the, the vocalist for Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, when no. you said, if only they had a good singer, I thought you must not know who it is. No, I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was really surprised. I was like, this doesn't sound all nasally the way some of the stuff that I've heard before has. And even some of the music that I'd heard before didn't do anything for me, but I was, I don't know, I really enjoyed that. I was like, I'm going to go check some more of this out and just see what happens. I might not be into it. I don't know, but I did like that album. So can we expect, um, can we expect Uncle Matt's Rush Zone pretty soon? No, no, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. Uh, and I don't think it's going to have the longevity that uh, Dynasty did where <laughs> I just binged on that album for what a few about, I loved it There so was much. a request on Twitter for you to start a podcast. I think it was called like Uncle Uncle Matt's Paul Diano's Battle Zone Zone oh, or something. Jeez. That fifteen seconds of madness. Yeah. Murders in the root morgue. Did you yeah. listen to that? I heard the fifteen seconds, yes. Uh, it's almost Cur- indescribable. You, you must not have heard what Kirsty said. She said she found a different version and listened to it. She said it sounded terrible. So she, she said, I thought I must have been listening to the right one, but oh. I wasn't. <laughs> That's right. What does that say about it then? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, a, a band, I, I, know, I should say, another band. I've never listened to an album before. Yes, yes. And this was the same kind of thing where I just drifted from one album into the next. And it took a couple of songs before I realized what it was. Uh, Aerosmith. I was, I was never an Aerosmith fan. I didn't mind a couple of songs, maybe. Which album? Uh, the very first one, I guess. Aerosmith. Okay. And same sort of thing. I didn't mind it. Did I really, really like it? No. Do I like some of the songs on there? Yeah. Um, Were you letting the internet tell you what to listen to? You would say that's what I was doing. Okay. I stopped. I stopped at this point. I'd had enough of what I was looking for. <laughs> you ended up listening to Russian Aerosmith. I think that tells you that maybe your <laughs> methods are not working. <laughs> uh, or maybe they are. Maybe they're just broadening my horizons and opening up new things for me. But Stephen Tyler's voice—that's yeah. what I don't care for. And like the song "Dream On," I only learned ten years ago that that was an Aerosmith song. I just knew it was a song I liked, and I had no yeah. idea what it was. And I was like, that's him, Steven Tyler singing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I like his voice like that more than that other thing that he does now. Just yeah. I, I do like, I'm not, I never was a big Aerosmith fan, but I had some of, the, I had a few albums, but I'm, I'm one of the really odd ones. I preferred their 80s output to their 70s blues rock uh, output. So. And most of what I've read is, uh, is back to front for that. But most people say, oh, the 70s stuff you can't touch. But the 80s yeah. stuff. Well, a lot of it, there's a lot of 80s stuff. I Like a lot of the stupid radio songs, like songs like, you know, Love in an Elevator and Ragdoll yeah. and things like that. Like, I didn't really like that. But if I had one of those albums and like, there's a lot of deep cuts on those albums that are just songs you never would have heard on the radio that are really good. So, And I'd never listened to an album. Like I remember, like Ragdoll, I kind of don't mind that. Um, that dude looks like a lady. I just thought it was kind of silly, which is yeah, fine. Is. You can have silly songs and enjoy them, but. It was just never, you know, it was yeah, that I was into growing up. If I'm thinking about Ragdoll in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good song. But then if it came on, I'd be just like, eh, I don't really want to listen to this. Yeah. So, yeah, I listened to that. And then I was like, you know what? I've got to get back into the wheelhouse of Matt, basically. 
So I went to some Sacred Reich Awakening, and okay. then I finished the week with some Flotsam and Jetsam. Which the one? End, the End of Chaos. Okay, I've never heard that one. No, and I've never, I've heard Flotsam and Jetsam songs. I've never listened to an <laughs> album before. I don't know, I've, I've got particular tastes. But um, I liked it at the start, and it's not a real long album, mm-hmm. but by the time it was getting to the end, I was kind of... Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm glad this is kind of finishing now. I'd probably give it another go. It could have just been the stuff I'd listened to in that day had taken a toll on me, maybe. But if first I, half was good, second half, yeah. I'll tell you, if I was going to listen to one album by them, mm-hmm. I would pick out, there's one called Quattro. Yeah, I've heard of that. Their fourth album, that came out around 94, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I remember it, it, it was kind of them going through their their... I wouldn't call it a grunge phase by any means, but it was definitely like No Place for Disgrace is another album I really liked by them. And that was definitely, you know, it's definitely thrash, fast, fast. Yeah. And Quattro has some of the fast stuff on it, but it has some more of the more melodic or closer to just slower and heavier for them. And it was really good, really good. I've, I've never heard you mention them before. I, I've, I saw them, I saw them live in 1988 opening for King Diamond. Oh, okay. And they were kind of a big deal at that point because Jason Newstead had been their bass player. Yeah. And, you know, so that was their first album and tour after he had left. And as far, uh, and then I, I was into him a little bit. I wasn't like a huge fan, but like, I didn't like the album that came after it. I don't remember what it was called, but Quattro was the, the album, the second album after the no place for disgrace. And I really, I really liked that one. And I've, I like listening to them when they're on, but I just don't go and seek them out. So with them, have they had the same vocalist the whole uh-huh. way through? They have, yeah. Because oh. I'd listened to something before, and I was like, oh, I don't really like this singer's voice. But that wasn't the vibe that I was getting off um, what I listened to the other day. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he's else. been there. He's he's His voice has held up pretty well, too. Hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, though, I, if it wasn't for Newstead going to Metallica, I would never have heard of them, I don't think. Yeah, but, there's, a, there's a chance that they never... Would have, I mean, I think they were they were making their way up the ranks with Newstead. You know, at least on their first album, I think they were getting some pretty, you know, decent tours and things like that. And then he left, and of course, you know, that was a big deal. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get much more uh, media than our bass player oh. just got just joined Metallica. You know, yeah. when, when Metallica was, you know, not even at their apex yet. You know, they hadn't released the Black album, so they weren't as popular as they ever would be. But man, they were. And they were huge at that. They were getting huge at that point. So, so anyway, anything else? Did you listen to anything else? No, but what did Uncle did, Steve? Did you to? let Did you let the uh, internet tell you to listen to anything else? The internet told me you need to stop. We've seen your choices, and you just need to stop listening to music now. <laughs> That's what the internet says. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. What did I listen to? I listened to a few things this week. Uh, a couple of. Uh, one thing that I don't really ever listen to, and uh, the rest of the bands you will be somewhat familiar with, uh, the first one was the one that I just don't ever listen to, but it's a band that I used to really like a lot. Uh, yeah. That you talking about the Elf on the Shelf? Actually, you know what? Did I mention Rainbow Rising? R two D two. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was telling Kirsty that um, I went and saw Chris's. Um, uh, Aussie uh, tribute act, you know, a good while back, and that they had a little midget on stage oh, with them. Geez, here we go. And, you know, which is named Ronnie. That's yeah. what they, that's what Aussie called him. 
and maybe that's not the right word to use midget. I know back then that's what they would like little person, short, whatever, but it's, you know, a true to form. I talked to the guy afterwards cause he sprayed me in the face with silly string. I said, dude, just, just like, just like Dio should have. Yeah. Yeah. Ever probably. Ever. If Dio would have heard me talk about him, he probably would have. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, but he was, a, he was a nice guy. Uh, but it was, yeah, I told Kirsty, he's like, she's like, they really had one? I'm like, yes. Huh. So I sent her, I found a video of it and sent her a clip and she said it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, somehow I forgot to mention that I also listened to Rainbow Rising. But they didn't, they didn't, they didn't hang him. They didn't hang him on stage the way Ozzy did at the end of every show. So I know you didn't mute me. I didn't mute you. Rainbow Rising. I listened to that as well. Okay. Well, uh. You're, you're yeah, a, enough you're, of your Dio bashing. Your ears have my pity. So, huh. uh, so w- let's move on from the elf on the shelf, R two D two, the little man, the small. On, you've, you've forgotten your big pullout joke. <laughs> what? Just a, a letter out of place would be uh, the okay. way to get it across to you. Would you like to um, guess what they call the shortest in stature dinosaur? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, the Diosaur, of course. That's do you know what? I, I didn't think that worked late at night, but it doesn't work in the morning either. Dean King's favorite animal of all time, a Diosaur. <laughs> do you know what? I just thought of, because I call him Dino, because yeah. everything in Australia has an O on the end of it. Yeah. So Dino, he yeah. is the Dino-saur. The, Dino, the Dino-saur. <laughs> what do you call the biggest Dio fan to come across my podcast? A Dino-saur. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um I also listened to uh, an album, uh, a Bruce solo album. I listened to two Balls to Picasso this week. Quite enjoyed that. Are we going there? No, 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 no. I'm just telling okay. you what I listened to. I quite enjoyed it, I said. Uh, I also listened to um, the the namesake band of this podcast, Iron Maiden, The mm. Number of the Beast. That was quite enjoyable as well. I listened to uh, Akadaka. Hmm. <laughs> I listened Trans- translation for all those that don't understand. ACDC, uh, the 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 band that I played a little bit of the cover of earlier from Kirsty, our favorite Perth person, Kirsty. I would like to think if you played that again now, I'd be quicker on uh, picking up what that was. Yeah, yeah. I just she sent it to me, and I just didn't get to listen. And I finally hit play, and I was like, <gasps> "It's because I thought it's." I know this is going to sound terrible, but I just thought it was going to be one the Iron Maiden cover band, and I was just like, you know. I've seen Chris's band. I've, I've seen other bands. I've seen Iron Maiden enough times. I've never seen ACDC. So a live ACDC song really excited, especially Walk All Over You. You know, that's me and you that's are awesome. I think I we're in agreement. Song. We absolutely love that song. So mm-hmm. so speaking of Akadaka, ACDC, uh, I listened uh, yesterday to Power Age, which is a fantastic album. And I also listened yesterday to the album that has Walk All Over You on it, Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started it. Matter of fact, I had started it earlier in the week and I don't remember where I got to. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to start with walk all over you. That's, that's a good starting point. So, Jeez. um, I listened to a band. I listened, uh, mentioned last week, uh, dirty looks, I listened to their album from like 1994 called chewing on the bit. That's a good album. And lastly, I listened to a Queensryche album. You guessed earlier that I might have would have listened to some Queensryche. Uh, Condition Human, the second album with Todd Latore, and that's all the that's all the music I listened to during the week. And that was so, pretty. That was pretty condensed into like two days. So, 
Did you listen to the new single that they put out? Well, I no. think they had two new singles. You still haven't listened to those? No, I'm holding off on those. I, I'll tell you what. I, I every All these people have put out new music lately. Um, I heard the first Aussie single that he put out. I listened to it once, and then I just decided, you know, I don't want to really – I want to hear the whole album when I hear it. Yeah. Um, but the other day I was on – Twitter and there was like a 20 second clip or whatever of the new Megadeth song. And I just thought, well, it's not the whole song. Let me see what it sounds like. And I listened and it was fast. And I thought Dave sounded good. Like his voice sounded good. Like what you would expect from Dave Mustaine, you know, as good as he sounds. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I was like, this sounds pretty good. So I've seen mixed reviews on the first thing that he's put out. Yeah. Um, So I don't don't know. There's always mixed reviews on Megadeth. Some people didn't like Dystopia, which I thought was a freaking awesome album. I won't name any names, but uh, it rhymes with Cashew. <laughs> oh, it doesn't now. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, let's go to podcasts here. I listened to two podcasts. This Actually, I didn't even listen to two full podcasts this week. I listened to zero full podcasts this week, but I listened to one called uh, um, An Evening with Bruce Dickinson. It was a review that two guys did of... Um, their uh, experience going and uh, listening to Bruce Dickinson. I have a friend that told me he wanted to listen to something, you know, to make him laugh once and he listened to it. And and I was, I think um, I had a friend whose wife is in town and she spent a couple of nights here at our house. And so we were listening to that because her husband was actually on that episode and uh, like busted out laughing and stuff. So we were listening to a little bit of that and kind of all laughing at that. And, um, talking about how she liked the episode and, and uh, so it was fun. It was a good listen. I, I listened to us talk about it. So I thought that was fun. Oh, us. Yeah. It was me and you. It was us talking oh, okay. about it. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, feck and uh, you know, well, whatever Andrew with him. So, Oh, speaking of feck, I also listened to feck and metal. Uh, I haven't quite finished it yet. Virtual 11, four. It takes them a long time to talk about one song. <laughs> so, but they were talking about um, shoot, I can't even remember which song. Uh, oh gosh, what's the song where he says uh, talking about wanting to do more in life? Uh, do you feel that you? Uh, hold on, I got Iron Maidens uh, because of you know we haven't even talked about the episode we're doing today yet. Man, people are going to get pissed off. I bet um, they were talking about uh, the Educated Fool on that episode. Which I like a lot. I got to be yeah, honest, man. I really am enjoying listening to them talk about the songs. I will say that. I'll have to preface it that way. Because um, it's nice to hear somebody talk good about Blaze instead of yeah. crapping on them. And like like the music in that song is really good. It starts off with that dun 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 you know, that nice guitar bit. And, and, and you know, Bruce's – they made a really good point about uh, something about Bruce's vocals. I think, I think Feck said – you know, when you listen to Bruce, Bruce sounds like he is performing, right? Mm-hmm. The way he, you know, accents his words and does things. And they said, Blaze just sounds like he's singing. Yeah. Like straightforward. And and I thought that's a really interesting um, an interesting point. But, um, you know, um, a while back, uh, they talked about my editing. And I guess I someone sent me a message the other day. I had multiple people actually send me a message and say that, Oh yeah, he talks about you on this new episode again. And I'm like, okay, again, why? <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, it's nice to be talked about. I don't want to sound like I'm, um, jaded or anything, but when, when, when he's sitting there, he goes, well, you know, we got to address the, this comments we made about uncle Steve. And I'm going, okay. 
And he goes, uh, you know, we hurt. He said he, that we hurt his feelings. I'm like, look, we went back and forth about this. I told him he did not hurt my feelings. That pissed me off when he said it. I was like, it makes it sound like I'm this whiner baby. Snowflake. Yes. Yeah, like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I just said, look, you said what you said. I get it. It doesn't, you know, I just, I was wondering, you know, about it, kind of what he said. And, and so, first of all, if Feck knew anything about me, he would know I don't have feelings. I only have a feeling. I have one feeling. So, is it more than a feeling? Yeah, yeah, it's a isn't it Sometimes. isn't it something? It's more than a feeling. Um but like I always say like I always tell Sarah when she says something I go, Are "You trying to hurt my feeling?" Yeah. And look, it didn't like what they said didn't bother me about the editing. It is like I mean, he addressed it and said what he what he, you know, what they meant by it or whatever and you know, we do leave a lot of stuff in. There was one comment he made where he just said, there's a lot of things that he leaves in that I wouldn't leave in. And and I'm just like, as I'm listening to him, even on that episode, I heard things that I thought there's no way I would leave that in. Like getting back from a, a break and talking about, well, I went in there and I muted it because I was in there taking a piss and I didn't want you to hear me doing blah, 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 blah. And I'm going like, why would, why does anyone need to hear that? Like, but there's definitely on, and, and he's right. On any podcast you listen to, you're thinking of how you would do it. What would I do differently? So, I mean, yeah. I get that. So you didn't hurt my feeling, Feck, okay? <laughs> Quit telling people you're making like like Matt said, you're making me sound like a snowflake over here. So I didn't get I my feelings a- hurt. I'm not I, and I told him, I told him and I told Andrew. I'm not I would I said, look, I'm not mad at either one of you guys at all. I've just I just I just addressed it because they addressed it. <laughs> That's it was just so stop addressing it. This is the last one. And then he'll probably address it again and say he'll now he'll say it on purpose. Yeah, I'm sorry that we hurt Uncle Steve's feelings again. <laughs> I was going to say, have you pulled Sarah back in line? Because I think that she had a bit of a beef. Yeah, she said she was going to kick his butt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and that's, that's unusual for Sarah to get all, all snarky. <laughs> yeah, you don't, she doesn't like you hurting her dad's feeling. That's her job. <laughs> so, yeah, so those are the only two I listen to. But like I said, I really enjoy listening to some positive Blaze Bailey talk. You know, because there's just so many people that are, you know, um, absolutely wrong about Blaze. And... um it's, he's not Bruce Dickinson, and uh, he never Play will be. Play to your be. strengths. Play to your strengths, not your weaknesses. Exactly. Exactly. He, so, I mean. He's a pretty good Blaze. I, I told somebody, I said, if you really want to see what Blaze is about, go listen to Silicon Messiah. Because someone was asking me. There's a, there's a person that was asking me because they had never. They were, they're kind of new. I mean, as odd as it sounds, they're kind of new getting, like, really d- diving into Maiden. And oh, okay. going through the catalog. And he gets to. Uh, you know, virtual or not virtual 11, but uh, uh, X factor. And he's like, what the hell happened here? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, look, it's, they went and they did something different. But I said, if you really want to hear what blaze, because he was talking about blaze of us. I said, look, if you want to hear what blaze is about, go listen to Silicon Messiah. And then tell me what you think. I said, because I think really blaze being in the band got, he got shut down as to who he really was, his personality and, a lot, some of his strengths, probably. You know, he came in. He's got to be more serious, and he's got to sing what Steve writes. And That's true. Like he, it, that album's so dark. Like if you've heard Wolfsbane before that, <laughs> it is so different. Yeah. What what he did when he got to Maiden. Yeah. But then again, what he did when he came out of Maiden. What is very different. Way different than that. And I I don't. It feels like that Steve, especially especially for well, almost on both albums, he didn't really write to Blaze's strengths no or maybe the dark singing because of uh, blaze's darker voice fits but that's not that's not a strength for blaze to do i don't think so 
you know, so like I said, you go listen to Silicon Messiah and you're thinking, man, I wish this would have been one of those two Iron Maiden albums. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what podcasts did you listen to, Matthew, if any? Yeah, I listened to a few this week. Uh, so the first one I listened to was the Metal Exchange podcast. And not for any particular reason, I hadn't listened to theirs for a while, but they had an episode on Metallica's Ride the Lightning. Mm-hmm. Where they gave a breakdown of that. And I haven't listened to this album in, God, probably more than 20 years. Okay. Um, but no, they did a pretty good breakdown of this. This this is so old. I had this on cassette. I've never even updated it to a CD. And um, but <laughs> I used to, a couple, if I had favorite Metallica songs, you know, they'd be Fade to Black and, and Trapped Under Ice off that. And they were talking a little bit about those. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I botched the name up last week on this one, and I don't recall what I called it, but I know that it is called the Ridiculous Rock Record Review. Yeah, you wrote it. Yeah, you wrote it down wrong, but yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I knew what I meant and just probably came up with something else. So no disrespect to them at all. Um, Was that a dip? Was that trying to, were you trying to make a diss at them? Is that what you were doing? I was trying to start something. You were trying to get me to diss them, basically. Like, I'll say it wrong, and then maybe Steve won't know. Because he's dumb and he'll read it wrong, and then they'll be pissed at him. <laughs> and then Sarah will come back and she'll have a beef with someone new, and that can be a whole thing. Yeah, going and, and then and who's then, Sarah going up against this? And week? then Sarah will say she's going to kick Aaron's butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't like that. I don't know what I was doing. I must have just messed something up for some yeah. reason. That's hardly unusual. Um, very yeah, rare. They had very very rare, <laughs> rare air for that to happen. Yes, uh, but Bruce Springsteen's "The River." Uh, they gave a bit of a breakdown, and actually it was quite an in-depth breakdown that I like, because I'm a bit of a Springsteen fan. My apologies. Uh, no apologies needed. That's all well and good. Still given. Uh, uh, still not needed, but thank you. Moving right along. <laughs> I listened to Uncle Steve's take on Bruce versus Blaze's album battle. Oh, yeah. And Kirsty. Kirsty was there. Don't leave her out. I, I said Uncle Steve, not your opinion so much as I meant the show. Sorry, okay. The, yeah. the entity. Uncle well, Steve if you're gonna have, you have to say the name of the show if you're gonna, if you're not just referring to me, because uh, you know what, this is what I wrote down. I was, it was very late in the morning when I did it. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> On two <laughs> hours of sleep or whatever. So yeah, I got you. No, this is this is just prior to my two and a half hours of sleep. Oh man. Uh, but I did get a bit of a chuckle that you and I had the same description of a certain song. Oh, yeah. We called it a turd. <laughs> I wasn't going to say what it is because I've since found I can't out. remember which song it was. I'm not going to say that. But I do remember there was one song that I described that way and then you used the same exact wording. <laughs> and I said that that song just needed to be flushed. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's an unflushable because there's someone, there's at least one person out there who likes it. Who deemed so that, no, no, it wasn't Dean. It was so the song was uh, "Licking the Gun." <laughs> so some someone put their list out. Oh had, gosh, yeah. You talking about? Do Jessie? you know what I'm talking? Jesse. No, no, no. Oh, if, if it was Jesse's, I didn't see that one. So no, I, think had, Je- I think Jesse went and played it. He played it. He did a guitar cover. He of did. It. You know what? And if I didn't put a comment on there, I meant to say that I preferred Jesse's version. Yeah. Over the original. And when I listened to the music, I was like, oh, this sounds pretty pretty decent when I heard him play. Yeah, musically, yeah. but yeah, you listen to the whole song and the chorus and ugh. So someone had gone through and put, you know, the symbol for greater than, less than, mm-hmm. for which which tracks that they liked more. So you would pair one up against the other. Oh, it was again. I wasn't naming names. Oh, yeah, but it's okay. It was again. We're going to out him on this. Come on. 
And I had to stare. I was just staring at the symbol thinking, have I got all these back to front? This can't be right. Did you read his explanation? Uh, he said, you know, "He said, growing up, I did not know English. Oh, I didn't see that. So he said that the song, he just liked the way it sounded. He didn't know what the words were, like what they oh, were really saying. So I was like- I never saw that comment. Okay. But I think, I think he said, knowing the words, yeah, it does kind of change it a little bit, though. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but I told you, you know, stand your ground. If you like what you like, so- Oh, yeah, different. yeah. I mean- Hey, you know what? I don't have to sit in the room with Gen while he listens to it. Hey. Do you know what? Before I put a comment back to him, I thought about that. I was like, I don't want to get in trouble. Well, no, but yeah, exactly. He'll throw you in detention. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I steer clear of that. Uh, but I went on to... Actually, no, I was going to say, uh, there was some heat. I saw some um, some heat come out after that episode. Oh, yeah. Didn't, I, didn't you get threatened by Luis? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone's giving out. No, who said this? Or where can I find him at? And we'll yeah. just give out the addresses. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping that more, I might see more about, oh, you know, I did go check out that Blaze album and yeah, I, I was, was kinda, surprised by it. I was kind of hoping that too, because if people did, like some people, a couple people just came on there and I'm like, they must not have listened to the episode because they were just like, oh, Bruce all the way. Yeah. Bruce all day long. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you didn't listen to the episode then. Yeah. Because oh, it's, it, uh-huh. And if you did, you have really bad taste. If you think Bruce wins on that. Yeah. And but you know, that's your taste of, to have. You know. True. We're all different. Everyone's got different taste. Be all end all is what I say. Mm-hmm. Live and let live. And you'll be the end all. Life can be a real ball, Matt. It's just a state of mind. Yeah, but it doesn't have me uh, in euphoria when I listen. Actually, you know, that's not true. I, I listen to it so often. I'm not sure if I can convince myself to like that album. But it fared the Tattoo Millionaire. It fared better than what I expected. You, I thought you said that when you listened to it, your reaction was, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know? Did I mention that before? I probably have to you. I yeah, I did I talk? You told me the on. story, but I think it's worth telling on here. So this is because we were going to um, review or give our thoughts on the Tattoo Millionaire, Millionaire album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't listened to it a lot over the years. I might listen to a track or so if I want to hear something in particular. But if I think of Tattooed Millionaire, my first thoughts are, apart from the title track, are Licking the Gun and Zulu Lulu. Not a very nice representation of the album, I didn't think. Yes. But when I went back and listened to it, I was like, oh, you know, Born in 58, blah, 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 it's pretty good. <coughs> Tattooed Millionaire, blah, 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 it's decent. And when I got to Zulu Lulu, so we were in the car. My Can wife I say something before you say that? Is it woo? No. The oh. the uh, the thoughts and opinions of Matt oh. do not represent the thoughts the and ed- opinions of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Continue. The of the zone. Okay, then that is true. <laughs> so my thoughts have evolved on that Zulu song, Zulu Lulu. I used to think it was just gar- throwaway garbage. It is. But but anyway, <laughs> so driving around the mean streets of Kansas City with Mrs. Matt and uh, the little man. Yeah. That come on, and I was like, oh, I, start, I started to really enjoy it. I'm driving around the streets with it. So the song would be up. And when it comes to that woo part, like I'd blast that up. And, and Doobie's still not a fan of that song, by the way. He told me, he asked me during the week, he's like, why did you play that Zulu Lulu song? He's like, I hate that song. <laughs> He just mentioned that a few days ago. Can, can, um, can I tell a story? 
Yeah, you could. I, I you know, I obviously alluded earlier to picking your wife up at the airport. She was coming into town for a conference or something, and we were in the car and we were just you know on the way back here and we were talking, and that came up and she just oh, goes, okay. "Oh God, Matt keeps listening to it, going <laughs> woo," <laughs> and then the next day. I don't know what was going on. I was, I'd went somewhere and picked up Sarah or did something. And I came in the house and so your wife was laying on the couch and she's sitting there talking to your son. And I walked up and, you know, we have a cat here, you know, and, uh, because we have a cat here, Matt, you know, now your wife's going to come home wanting a cat. Just FYI, <laughs> just FYI. She went down there already wanting a cat. But yeah. That's the story. Well, um, I said, what if Matt, I walked up and said something. First, I walked up and said, because he was in the room with you. Obviously, he was on your phone. And I just said, mm-hmm. I said, hey, hey, sing a, <laughs> sing Miracle Whip and Mustard. You know, just kind of yelled it as I was walking by. And Julie said, he said he's not singing that. Huh. I said, okay. And then I said, uh, ask him if his dad will get a cat named Zulu Lulu. And then I kind of was walking off and later she told me, cause I was just kind of saying it in passing. I wasn't really, you know, saying trying it, to bait him. trying to bait him. And so I walked off and later she goes, after you said that, she, she, he goes, I hate that song. Zulu, Lulu. Why is he asking? Why is he talking about Zulu, Lulu? <laughs> I was like, wow, Matt's made some real uh, Bruce Dickinson haters here. Yeah. I don't think I was doing Bruce any favors there by playing that. Yeah. But I was surprised that uh, at the choices last week, I was the only man standing up for Bruce, or the only person, I should say. Well, if, a couple of tracks. If there was, if there was something, you know, the thing is, the, the Blaze album. It, it doesn't say we we did talk good about some of the songs. True, but the thing is, they were up against songs that were much stronger. Well, that's pretty much the case against the whole album, or for the <clears throat> whole album for Blaze. But yeah, I was kind of hoping that uh, I would see some positive. Things for Blaze, yeah. You know, and, some, and there was some, but I thought I was kind of hoping that you would see a. You know, I I went and listened to this, and I was pleasantly surprised or shocked or whatever at the quality of his material. But oh yeah, well, and yeah, one of the and the one other thing that that I did that we did see out of that was people coming on there and saying, "Well, you put it up against oh here we go a terrible album." You know, that's not even a fair fight. And I'm like, well, it was Bruce's first solo album. He he chose what he got to put on there. It's the same as Blaze. But obviously, yeah. you know, you mentioned before that, you know, Bl- Bruce had nothing to lose. He was an Iron Maiden. But then we were talking about it. I know I talked to you about this off, you know, during the yeah. week. I thought Steve Harris had to be pissed when he heard that album. <laughs> He's like, golly, we're already, you know, we lost Adrian and we're trying to make our next album. And then you're putting this shite out. Horseshit! Except for Born in Fifty Eight, he's like, maybe we can just rehash that as something. There's a, like I said, yeah, there's a few decent songs. I mean, I'm not saying that the album is is 100, but I mean, you gotta imagine if he heard Licking the Gun and Zulu yeah. Lulu and what's the other one? Dive, dive, uh, dive. And I can't see Steve walking around the house going, "Woo!" Yeah, he's probably he's probably ready to knock 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 Bruce out. But you know, and of course, you know, Blaze left the band and. This is his, he's, he's fighting for his livelihood at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, you know, if you listen to him talk, I mean, he's like, I had the next 20 years of my life planned out being an Iron Maiden and what I was going to do and how things were going to go and you know, how I was going to live. And I'm sure he took a little bit of a pay cut, you know? 
But, I was just th- I was just thinking when you said that. So I, I did mention that I thought Bruce had nothing to lose by throwing that out. It wasn't going to affect his time in Maiden. He could always go back to that. But he which did. is what I meant. I wasn't talking about he had nothing to lose in the context of his solo career. I was just meaning it within the, but the he realm did, yeah. of the Maiden world. Yeah, I, but but think I just thought about it now. Maybe Steve thought him putting that album out, he had more to lose. Yeah. That maybe Maiden would suffer. I never thought of it from Steve's point of view. Someone hears that and they're going to go, because uh, because wh- who is Bruce Dickinson in 1989? He's the lead singer of Iron Maiden, and that's it. Uh-huh. No one. He's not the pilot. He's not the guy who makes beer. He's not the, uh, you know, the 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 famous. He might be a little bit famous for being a fencer at that point, but everyone knows Bruce of Iron Maiden. And then you go, oh, well, yeah. let's see what he sounds. Let's see what maybe they're going to give Iron Maiden a shot. But they say, let's see what he sounds like, and then they hear that and they're like, God, I don't want to listen to this. You never know. Mm. So, you know, and like I said, uh, someone like. Um, Oh God, now my name has slipped my mind. Our friend in Australia, uh, Matt, uh, Matt, Mark, uh, you know, I mean, someone like Mark who, who just didn't give him a chance at all for golly, how many years, 30 years (laughs) because, because of that. So that's, uh, I mean, that's, and, and, and even like, I know Kirsty, Kirsty didn't listen to, you know, Bruce solo stuff for years and years and years because of that either. So, I mean, it's definitely something lost, uh, you know, the people that would have bought, could have bought your albums. I mean, and who knows, maybe skunk works would have been a multi-platinum album if he had not made tattooed millionaire. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that it took him a few albums to really find his way, at least to find his way back to serious. Well, metal. I think what it was is he knew that was where his, you know, where his bread was going to get buttered. So, uh-huh. and he, and I kind of think you, People think, or, you know, not people think, Rob Halford has flat out said it. When he made the album Resurrection, he made a heavy album that was basically him saying, I want to come back to Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. I think that Accident of Birth and Chemical Wedding, especially having Adrian with you, that was both, that was a cry to Iron Maiden. Hey, look, I can do this. I'm ready. I think that's what it was. I've never, ever read anywhere where Bruce said that. So, but, you know, they... They both needed each other. They did. What they you, did. Yeah. What you found out. Yeah. Because I remember reading about even Bruce's tours uh, weren't doing all that well. Dude, and I saw the accident of birth tour in a small club. Mm-hmm. You know, good, and, for, good for you. It was Not great. So yeah, him. yeah, it was great. It was great to see him and Adrian in a small club. But yeah, he he certainly even Maiden with Blaze was playing. You know, probably bigger places than that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not on the second one, but maybe on the first one. So, anyway, did you listen to any more podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did actually. Uh, Talk is Jericho. I listened to a few of his. So, as I mentioned before, I listened to his Alan Parsons mm-hmm. uh, interview, and but he had another couple I listened to. One was the rise and fall of the Third Reich, and that was a very interesting one. Um, of all people to talk about a subject like this, it happened to be a British wrestler. Uh, who was making a film, a short film they were, uh, about Aust- were they? Oh, I thought you meant they were talking to Jeff Tate. No, 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 not about that. That would have been the that would have been the first strike. <laughs> yeah, they might have come a little Just, bit after, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the filmmakers making a, a short film about Auschwitz, and talk. It sounds really grim, but mm-hmm. it was really informative. Uh, sure. Talking about. 
you know, some of the abuses by the Nazis and the conditions at the camps and what happened to some of the the high-ranking officials, etc. I'm not going to go too much into it, but it was a really good listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I listened to his Alan Parsons, and I know I had another one, and I must not have written it down. It looks like I didn't, so okay. I'll just move on. Asylum, Tales from the Devereux Diaries. Uh-huh. Mr. Raymond and his mates, or his cousins, um, The Decline of Western Civilization. I haven't heard, I haven't heard that one yet. Oh, you haven't? It was good. Like, because I remember watching this. God, oh, yeah. This so far back, it was like, I saw it on VHS. I've rented it from the local video store. There's so much cringeworthy stuff on that episode. I'm uh, hoping they're getting going to get into all of it. Yeah, they they do. and But they brought up a couple of good points where they seem to focus on all the glammy type of bands. And <clears> the <throat> stuff that was really interesting is the stuff they didn't touch on it either very much or at all. Well, you know, where was the maiden and the priest and stuff like that at the time? Um, and Megadeth, you know, they had some stuff there with them. But all those bands that kind of hung around mm-hmm. are not the ones that are really focused on. Uh, but that's the the best part of it is those bands that didn't make it, I think. <laughs> the ones that are talking about, yeah, I'm going to be a star. Well, what, what are you going to do if you don't make it? Oh, I'll make it. Yeah, well, I'm going to kill myself or something like that is what he, one of the dudes said that they brought that up. It's like we would like to know where these people are now, which would have been pretty interesting, actually. But would it garner enough attention to go and warrant another doc? I don't know. Oh, I, it, I think it would. You would? It would make me think of like heavy metal parking lot, I guess. Something to that effect where, you know, 20 years later or 30 years later, they've gone and chased all those people down again. So I don't know. Maybe it worked. Oh, but yeah. That was a good app. Yeah, that definitely would have been. Um, I, I think a revisit to that at some point would have been cool. You know, just to see, like I said, all these people that, like, yeah, I said, I'll kill myself. I'll I'll be drunk in a gutter. I'll be, yeah. you know, they were all like, yeah, if I don't make it, this is it. I mean, and you know, and you know how you are when you're young and you think, well, at any age. You could think of something that probably happened 20 years ago that would have destroyed you or just like you just thought, oh, God, I'll never get through this. And now it's mm-hmm. 20 years later and you're just like, yeah, it was something that happened in my life. You know, think things you people get over things and, and life yeah. goes on. And even no matter how bad, you know, it's, it's that whole thing of people thinking, oh, well, there's no way out of this. I'm just going to kill myself instead of going, look, if I if I would remove myself from this and I go through it and I be, a you know be a big boy or a big girl and deal with what I have to deal with in 20 years, 10 years. I mean, yeah, it's a long time, but 20 years, you're going to look back at it as a, as a learning experience in your life that you could probably help somebody else with. Yeah. It can become a defining moment for you. It's like a, it's a mental wall. You know, if you can break through it, well, exactly, exactly. And you reflect back on it and learn from it. Exactly. That's enough of our therapy for this week. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's your serious minute with Uncle Steve and Matt. (laughs) Yeah, that was my moment of clarity. Uh, That's rare air for me as well, a moment of clarity. And to come from that podcast of all places. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm not going to say that because they're nice guys. Hold on. Hello, Gary. Hello, Marvin. Hello, Tim. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Did you hear the silence? That's them not taking your call. No, that's them taking my call and then reversing everything I say on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pot of Thunder. I listened to one that uh, was a decent one. Grand Funk Railroad. Okay. Uh, Sins. Is it Sins of a Good Mother? I can't read what I've written here. Sins of a Good Mother is, I think, what it was. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't uh, anything out of the ordinary. I think they were pretty 
favourable on that. But the last thing I listened to just on Friday Arvo, Friday afternoon, Metal Injection. And this is a, a site that I used to go to quite a bit and I haven't really done for a long time now. But I was looking for things to listen to and I found an interesting one, episode 446. Mm-hmm. And it was to do with the mayor of Albuquerque, uh, Mr. Tom Keller. And I've heard of him before. Like He's the, the metal fan. He's a heavy metal mayor. Mm-hmm. And he, so he tells his story. And he's saying he must have been thinking about wanting to run for mayor for a while. But his um, time to actually go through with it came when he was at a Slayer show. Of, of all things, because that's what you that's what you would do at a Slayer show. If I was there, I'd be like, oh, I want to be mayor of this town. Right. That's what I would think. Um, but he had a couple of other interesting little sound bites there as well. He mentioned that if the original lineup from Sepultura would ever reunite and play a show in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. he would give them the keys to the city. And I was like, that sounds like a very nice man. <laughs> that was a that was a good listen. It was just good to hear his stories, because you know, metal in general gets a bad rap. Sure, you, not so much now, but it used to. You're obviously you're treated as an outsider, and oh yeah, you know, yeah. you'll have no future. You're not, what are you going to be able to do in life? You're stoner or whatever. That's always been the way, of course. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's not the case. We listen to metal. We just well, most of us are just normal people, I guess. There's always the odd exception. Sure, sure. Present company excluded. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it's, it was just interesting to hear from someone that you probably wouldn't expect to yeah, absolutely. hear from, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that that was me for the week and my podcasts. Okay, well, now I think it's time for a little bit of, as Blackie Lawless would say, audience participation. Getting closer to Blackie. Yeah, it is. It is. We're Mm. we're only like three months away, four months away. It's getting tasty. Yeah. So this is where we just thank the people that shared the podcast, and I split them right down the middle into two halves, the retweets and the quote quotes. So the retweets are by Matthew, the official detention teacher in Chiba, Japan, Gen Maritani. And fan of licking the gun. And mm, Come on. You ain't got to... You ain't, got to, you ain't got to uh kick him when he's down. I'm not. I'm praising him. Hey, again. And this is why I'm on his good side. Uh, well, this actually, this, this starts off with two fans of Licking the Gun. Next up, Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. Oh, hello, Jesse. And hey. I'm going to say, he. I told, I was telling you, Steve, before we started talking, Jesse did one of my favorite things this week. What was that? Do you remember what I told you? Did you tell me that he did a guitar cover of The Twilight Zone? He did. It made Mr. Matt very, very happy when I happened to run across that. I must have missed that. So, Well, I put a comment on there, too. I was like, you know what? Every week when I see him do these, I was like, oh, I wish he'd do Twilight Zone. And I was like, oh, I want to ask him to do that. But there's no way I would ever do that. And then Friday night, happened to see it, made my day. That's good. So you, you probably, so you must have been feeling lucky, huh, punk? Something like that. Yeah. Sucker. Eat lead. So- yeah. So, um, oh God, why'd you have to say that? So, um, next up, uh, I'll have to just have to talk over you again. The R4 podcast, which is the ridiculous rock record review. I think earlier you said ridiculous rock radio, but ah, you know, you know, it was very early. It's the I'm ridiculous rock record review podcast in Massachusetts, USA. 
um, Dave, his royal dudeness, Dave in the USA, uh, a, a, a newcomer, a newcomer on the podcast. I believe uh, it's a Patreon of mine. Uh, I just was doing this on Twitter right before we started, so I didn't have a chance to do a lot. But I, I'm quite sure what my newest Patreon person, Ron Kramer. Thank you, Ron. Uh, this is the guy that whenever he's, he 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 just found my podcast recently, and he was like, "You're going to be hearing from me a lot." And I was like, "Excellent, <laughs> that's what we oh. want." So, uh, again, thank you, Ron. Um, Lord Andrew Whitnall of Sussex, the husband of Sonia and father of George. Uh, Willie Valiverta in Finland. And I guess this is going to be a talking point for a second too, Matt, is the last retweet was Talk in the Shadows, the Queensryche podcast. Mm. Um, all I will say is... Uh, there's somebody named Stevie on that podcast, uh, along mm-hmm. with um, uh, the ridiculous Ray from the Asylum podcast and Steve Wright from the Potter Than Hell podcast. So, can you run that uh, name of that again? Talk in the Shadows, the Queen's Right podcast. Not not walk in the shadows. Talk in the shadows. Talk with the T. That's talk. In the shadows, yeah, okay. and and uh, and I believe I believe that their first episode is out. So oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah. Talk in the shadows that might be worth a listen. Yeah, I think it's on. Uh, I, I, that's up to the listener to decide. So, but um, anyway, let's keep on going here. The uh, Queet quotes are up next, and we have just a few of them. Uh, first up is the Honorable Counselor himself. Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist uh, Union Unionist, the Ulster Unionist Party in Garvaugh, Northern Ireland. I'm sorry, Councillor, it's early. <laughs> oh. uh, even though it's eight, it's eight thirty at this point, and I know he's an early riser, so he probably he's probably been up for four hours by eight thirty in the morning. I'll tell you what, it wasn't. It's not seven a.m. Hey, be ready, we're going to do it here, and then at seven thirty, we're still waiting to do it. And I um, we were chatting. It's not like you were waiting for me to get on the call at seven thirty. Come on now. <laughs> No, I was just sitting here waiting to start. And I do want to add, uh, I, I, I meant to send him a message about this, but I think this would be the best way to send him a message, a, a thank you message, because Matthew, yesterday in the mail, I received <clears throat> a copy of the local newspaper Ooh. from Garvaugh, Northern Ireland, uh, in cool Ulster, Ulster, yeah, and there was an article in it about Uncle Steve's Iron Maid Zone and the counselor appearing on it, so I thought it was really cool. That's excellent. My wife said, my wife even impressed her, which is, which is not easy to do. So especially when it's going to, is that going to find a a place in the zone to live? It sure will. Special place. Yeah. Yeah. Now what he said, he said, as entertaining as ever, maybe, oh, here we go. Maybe we'll get a Diano solo album thrown into a battle of albums for, for the crack someday. And, uh, you said it was Crake, but Kirsty said it was Crack, and so I'm going with <laughs> going with Kirsty on the. Um, and I gotta be honest with you, counselor. I don't see that happening. <laughs> not judge them what we've not on what we've heard. Anyway. You know, Paul's already kind of struggling in life. I don't think he needs a, a podcast crapping all over one of his albums. Um, mm. Next up is um, your buddy, uh, the uh, the the only official. <laughs> The official dinosaur of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Dino! The dinosaur. <laughs> he said, this episode reminded me how I usually prefer good times straight ahead 80s style rock and metal over most 
post 2000 metal. Oh, good Lord. Also, how much better Bruce vocals are than Blaze? Bruce 10, Blaze 0 in this battle. Hang on, is he trolling? He's got to be. Silicon Messiah, a good album. Music is competent and, yes, heavy, but leaves me cold. I mean, all this does is really cheapens all of his other opinions. I mean, good Lord. Tattooed Millionaire. (laughs) I almost said the F word. Tattooed Millionaire sucks. Okay? If you took it as a whole, yeah, there's a few decent songs. Overall, it sucks. Silicon Messiah, every song is good. Oh, it's on fire. It is. If, 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 if Tattooed Millionaire was Silicon Messiah, Bruce might have never came back to Iron Maiden because his solo career would have been so great. Oh, I was just thinking I've gone from Dino to Dino. It's a good Lord. Troll. Come on, dude. The official, tr- he's also, uh, him and, uh, I don't know if Abs isn't really trolling anymore. Dino is the official troll of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. It's not as well as the official Dio-sore loving Dino-sore. Oh. Yeah, you know, you know they, what that that just, tr- that just proves you know when he says something like that that just makes me realize yeah I understand why he likes Dio he also likes Tattooed Millionaire better than Silicon Messiah I'm trying Dean horseshit opinions I'm I'm trying but you know you're not helping me you're not helping at all man so okay uh, next up was JMO and he said uh, and I had to he, he he wrote it in Spanish, so I had to just translate it and read the Good. translation. Google Translate, yeah, yeah. So it just said, "Great episode of Uncle Steve's podcast." Bruce Bruce's Tattooed Millionaire versus Blaze's Silicon Messiah. Uh, it said theme against theme. It must have been album against album. For mm. me, it was very easy. And JMO, unlike the um, Ding Dong Dino, uh, said that this was a knockout. By Blake. Can I ask you a quick question? Mm-hmm. How do you not have more friends? The people that talk and interact with Look, you, I'm and just you being just honest, slam man. them. You're, you're sitting there saying Blaze gets a zero on this, so you're saying dive, 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 licking the gun, and um, what's the other one uh, uh, that you? Woo! Said? Yeah, Zulu. You're saying those three songs are better than anything. Those are better than nothing on Blaze's album. I mean, Zulu come on. Zulu is that, better than licking the gun. You know, oh, you know what I realized? He's a comedian. He's trying to be funny. <laughs> Not funny. So, are you talking about Bruce or Dino? I'm talking about either one of them, really. <laughs> um, yeah, we know we know Bruce's sense of humor isn't any good either. So, um, let's see. Kirsty is up next. The the uh, official translator and uh, let's bring some sense to things. Historian of the podcast here. Um, she said, uh, I was going to say that we weren't that controversial this week and you shouldn't need a stiff drink, Hmm. but now I'm seeing the comments coming in. And once again, the uh, official detention teacher who hopefully will, you know what he ought to do is he ought to get Odino and put him in, in a cell padded cell block with Eddie like from the peace of mind cover. Since he thinks that's the greatest iron maiden of all time news for you. It's not. What was that? Our lowest ranked classic era iron maiden album. I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's not as good as a uh, number of the beasts. 
It's not as good as Power Slave, not as good as Somewhere in Time, or Seventh Son. Yeah, Dino, it is number five out of five for the classic era, 80s era. Thank Man, you. Man, you're going, you're going hard at this time Thank of you. the Thank you. That, that pissed, I just, that's the first time I've read that comment. That really pissed me off. <laughs> now, like I said, maybe the official detention teacher can put him in a just a lockdown padded cell. It sounds like he needs a straight jacket. You can say sol- solitary confinement. You know what? He needs a... He needs a he needs to be put in a, in a straight jacket in solitary confinement and a ball gag in his mouth so he can't say any of these stupid opinions anymore. Um, but again, the official detention teacher in Chiba Japan said, "Super fun episode. It was a great and interesting match. I liked. I really liked how you played each song before you guys comment." If you never listened to Wolfsbane or Blaze's solo stuff, I also highly recommend to start with Silicon. By the way, oh shoot. By the way, here are my matching results, Matthew. Here it comes. So let me go right down here to his uh, tweet quote and read his matching results, Matthew. If I (laughs) talk slow enough, I will get to it before (laughs) I stop talking. Here we go. Okay. If it points that way. Okay. He said, son of a gun over Ghost in the Machine. Which that's 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 probably the closest one because Son of a Gun is probably the best song on it's the good, album. It's a good track. Uh, Evolution over Tattooed Millionaire, Silicon Messiah over Born in '58, Hell on Wheels over Born as a Stranger. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> um, the Hunger over Gypsy Road. Um, is that right? No, I think you're reading these back to front because you. Mm, no, if 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 the air if if the little V thing is pointing to the right, that means that that first song wins, right? The open side, the open end is better. Okay, okay, oh, okay, that's, okay. That's what I mean. I had to look at this. I was like, this can't be right. Okay, okay. Let me read this again. Okay, so Ghost in the Machine over Son of a Gun, Evolution, no Tattooed Millionaire over Evolution, Silicon, Born in '58 over Silicon Messiah, um, Born as a Stranger over Hell on Wheels. Um, Gypsy Road over The Hunger, The Brave over Dive, 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 Identity over All the Young Dudes, Licking the Gun over Reach for the Horizon. That's what I, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I the, just stared at this. The Launch over Zulu, Lulu, and Stare at the Sun over No Lies. So he said, Blaze 6, Bruce 4. I mean, I, that's still really not very sensible, but at least oh. it's better than the, the Dinosaur, so... Well, detention for you next week, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might want to put... Uh, no, 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 never me. I, no, I meant you. Me? Yeah. Again, yeah. I need you to take care of the dinosaur, please. Please. Please, pretty please, with sugar on top. And a straight jacket and ball gag mouth thing for a I, di- the dinosaur. I know. I think him and Dino are going to form a super team. It's going to be you. Yeah, maybe so. Detention by yourself. Maybe so. You know what? If it keeps me away from Dino, I think I'll be glad. Um, next up, we got Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. And he said, <laughs> I haven't read this completely yet. So let's see. I, I saw a tiny bit of it. And it made me laugh. Great comparisons on two totally different albums. They aren't even in the same ballpark. Um, no glove, no love means no condom, no love. Love MOD. <laughs> I knew that's what it meant, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I have to add one album to my, my listening because he just, because uh, um, uh, Mark in Australia had told me to check out Surf and MOD. And the next thing that uh, Jesse said was, check out Surf and MOD album as well. 
I did listen to that yesterday, so um, which I was really shocked. And there was a song called "Color My World," and I thought, surely that's not a cover of the Chicago song, but it was. And I thought, when it was starting, the music sounded just like it. And I was like, man, if this is a a true cover, this is going to be great. And of course, once Billy Milano started singing, I didn't expect it to be a true cover, but uh, um, he said that's a fun one as well. So uh, yeah, thank you for the recommendation, Jesse and Mark, because I did listen to that yesterday. Um, and then he said, Kirsty is right on no lies. Same first chord as bring your daughter to the slaughter. Okay. Oh, yeah, check yeah, out yeah. the, check out the good ear on Kirsty. And, uh, last up the metal gods podcast said, did you really say you liked sermons of the center? First off, let me address that. Hell yes, I did. That is a really, really good album. I'm if, if that was a Judas Priest album, same lyrics and all, it was just the Judas Priest band instead of his band, people would be gloating about it because there's some painkiller material on that album, man. It's just lyrically, like I said, it's not the greatest lyrically, but you know what? I don't think there's any lyrics on that album as bad as some of the stuff on Turbo. And I'll just say, Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days, anyone? <laughs> uh, kidding aside, great episode as always, my friend. Thank you. To I'm assuming that's George because I don't think Tom listens to Iron Maiden podcasts. So thank you. Now that is all of our retweets and tweet shows. I'm sorry for the vile and contempt that I gave to Dean King. For everyone listening, except Dean King. For Dean King, the dinosaur, you deserve that. <laughs> now, on to the episode, Matthew. Now we haven't even told people what the episode is. I, I wanted to mention this right up front, but I forgot to. We decided, uh, I had this idea yesterday. We had something completely different we were going to do today. And um, I, I called Matt, I think Friday, and I just said, hey, why don't we do this? And then they called you again yesterday. And I only had to call you like six times before I finally got a call from, got a call back or a answer. And um, I, I just said, I, I was, this is, I said, Matt's the easy, Matt's the hardest podcaster to get a hold of that I've ever dealt with. And he's my co-host, so. So what we're going to do, and uh, I'll probably explain it in the title, is we are ranking some Iron Maiden songs. And we're doing this in a really interesting way because I've never heard anyone do this. Um, Iron Maiden is our favorite band. Isn't that right, Matthew? Despite what's about to uh, go yeah, down? Yeah, yes, okay. it is. That's why I just want you to say yes to concur. Yes, okay. Yes, I concur. It's our favorite band. And... You know, but every band, no matter how many songs they make, a hundred and I think I think they're around 170, 165, somewhere in that area. I, I think I saw a uh, who did a list recently. Um, Abs did he his did. top, you know, every ranked every single song, and then um, Jesse the delivery guy came on there and said he was kind of getting sick of seeing people rank songs. He's he like, did his own. He did his own little list. Though. Yeah, I saw that. Saw but that? he was like, "Is that what we're all supposed to do now? Rank our songs and say which ones suck?" And I don't. He said, "I like them all." I was like, "Okay." So, so I have to issue an apology in advance to George, not George, <laughs> to Jesse for this because you're not going to appreciate this episode a lot, Jesse, um, because we're going to be talking bad about some Iron Maiden songs a little bit, not really bad. So what we're doing is we're taking songs that are good Iron Maiden songs. But oh, hang on. Then I've made a mistake then. Hold on. You said, <laughs> no, but uh, these are songs that would have been a lot better if they had a better chorus. 
like that you would have liked better that would have yeah. like some of these songs would have been incredible songs if the chorus was better mm. so now if it's a song that like I know people are probably already I know what uh I know what um Abs is probably already thinking, oh, he's going to talk bad about Wildest Dreams. No, I'm not, because Wildest Dreams isn't a good song. The verses aren't good either. Because I did consider that, and I was like, yeah, because that chorus. And then I was like, wait a minute, the verses suck. <laughs> so uh, sorry to, um, I know that there's a few. I know one of the Liverpool Scousers, uh, Stephanie Jane Gray, likes that song. I know Kirsty likes that song a little bit, even though she ranked it number, what, 16 out of 17 openers? Uh, I think she, yeah, she liked it so much she put it second last. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're going to, it's, it's kind of an odd way to do this because how would you describe what you were trying to do on here, uh, Matt? Well, like I told you, I had mixed thoughts on what I was doing. Uh, is it that the chorus just basically made the song suck or weakened the overall song? Yeah. Or did it just take a little bit away from the song? Like take me out of the song a little. Yeah. I think uh, both of those things fit. That's kind of how it worked for me when I went through the list. Sometimes it didn't make the song suck. Per se, yeah, yeah, but it just took me out of it just that little bit where I wish it hadn't. Well, for whatever reason, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 the reason this started, uh, the, the where I got this idea is I was listening to an Iron Maiden album, and I was really into this one song, like really, bum, 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 bum. I was really into this one song, and. Like, really, really. And the first time I went through the chorus kind of singing it, and I went through the next set of verses because the verses sound great. By the second chorus, I was just kind of mumbling along. I was just like, this chorus just kind of ruins the song for me. I won't give anything away, but I will say that the one I'm talking about is my number one. So uh, we're going to do a top 10. And this is loose, you know, I mean, it's, it's, and this isn't, and and I think we're going to talk about all the songs. So let's just, let's just get right into it, Matthew. Um, uh, Let's go. uh, Let's go number 10, Matthew. Your number. And I think the, okay. And I think the order of this is whichever song to me was the very best that kind of got ruined a bit by the chorus or it dampened it a bit is my number one. The, okay. So that's, that's the way I did it as well. And then, cause you know, it wasn't necessarily easy to do 10 because they don't have a ton of bad choruses. No. That's so, what I found. And, and like I said, this is, this is, it's meant for fun. It's not meant to piss anybody off. I'm sure. I'm sure Dino will probably get mad about something. Well, he's probably not even listening at this point, is he? <laughs> no. As with many other people, I'm sure you've alienated him and uh, a number of others at, at this point. Now, you know what the best thing is going to be is Dino's response to that. <laughs> well, we'll see. Wait till next week. Okay. So Matthew, let's let's start with our number ten, uh, which is to me probably the weakest song that just kind of. Well, go ahead. I'll let you go first, and, and I'll explain uh, my... Ex- you can explain your choice, and I'll explain mine. Well, I did tell you before we started, I wasn't sure when I was making this list what the parameters were. And yeah, it was you've loose. And you pulled the rug out from under me on one of them, because you didn't include it, and you just said it. But I did. Number 10 for me was Wildest Dreams. Okay. And I had heard that this is perhaps the mother of weak choruses for me. Because uh, musically, I, you know, I'm not going to say I like the song. Musically, it's fine. Uh, and I put a note here. I'm not even sure if it's the chorus that's disappointing for me on the track. I, I don't like the chorus, but then I don't think I like anything about the vocal melodies in this either. So I'm not really sure if it's just the chorus bringing this down for me. Or if it's the whole song, but you know, like you say, there's people out there that like it, and um, yeah, 
maybe a better chorus could have helped it, but for me, this is just oh, this is the biggest dud. I yeah. don't hate I don't hate any Maiden tracks, but I will never listen to this uh, voluntarily. Well, th- to me, like I said, that song wasn't good enough to even make this list because you know the music starts out. To me, the music's not that great. I mean, I've never written anything as good, obviously, <laughs> but the music's not that great. The the the, the melodies that, that Bruce is singing in the verses, I, I don't like. It and, doesn't suit, I don't think it suits the music, is what the yeah. problem is. I mean, there's a there's a small good bit, you know, um, maybe before the chorus, the pre-chorus maybe, but the verses are bad. Because like, I, I, I was like, that's definitely on my list. And I was like, well, no, because I don't even, the song's not good, not mm-hmm. just because of the chorus. It's not good either because of the verses. And so it's just not a good song. Like I said, I've never written anything nearly as good as that song either. So have you written, have you written anything as bad as that? I haven't written anything as bad as that. I haven't. Here, let me just say this too. I've never written anything as good as Zulu Lulu or Licking huh. the Gun or um, or Dive 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 even. So you know who am I to sit there and say those songs suck? But you know what? I'm a purchaser. That's why. That's why I can say it. So okay, for me. The first one is probably a little surprising. This is not a very heralded song, but I, but I went and I was listening to the music of the song, and I mean, like I thought musically this song's really cool, um, and the vocals, the verses in the line when he starts singing are pretty good, and then you get to the chorus. Better watch out, <laughs> you know, because I'm and, and it just Bruce can't redeem it at all. I mean. But I think the, I think the music is really cool, getting up to the verses, and you know the 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 even though he's using that raspy voice, that now the contract's out, they put the word. I think that's all cool. Like I'm like this song would be really good. It could have had a, if it would have had a great chorus, it would have been a really good song, a really good song. I'm gonna insert a point here. But hold on. But the assassin, the the chorus just you know it ruins that song. Go ahead. I'm just making a check mark. That's one of three. I told you before we started, I know what you're going to pick. Okay, okay, okay. And particularly off this album. Okay, uh, okay. I was fully expecting that. Okay, well, you'll be able to... T- the next The next two are also off this album. So. Oh, are they in a row? Uh, okay. I don't know if they're... They're not. They're definitely not, not in a row on the album, but they're definitely uh, on the no, album. No, no, no. So, so what's your number okay. nine, Matthew? So my number nine... Uh, some Some things just need to be said. And I thought that this was one of them. As much as I, I do like this track, and we kind of discussed it, and I think you said you weren't going to do this, but it was um, one of those things I just couldn't get around. Invaders. Okay. And the only, if I have an issue with this song, and I can listen to it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really, yeah, I, it must detract a little bit, otherwise I wouldn't be saying it. That little yeah. Everything else. I know that people, probably you included, have said stuff about the lyrics and all, but has no impact on me. It's just that one little musical bar where it does that. Um, yeah, that's. I would the, say. Yeah, it I, takes takes me out of the moment. You know, I, I'll be honest, man. I I love that song. It's good. I like the vocal. It's a really good song, and, and, and even that do 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 does a. It, it bothers me a little bit when I think about it, but if I'm not really paying attention, it doesn't even bother me. I can listen to the whole song and just really, I mean, it's, it's, it's aggressive, you know, Bruce's vocals, you know, the mm-hmm. long boats have been cited and the evidence award and all that. He sounds awesome. I think, oh, it's, I think it's a great opening track. I don't care what Bruce and Steve say about it. 
You know, go go uh you know, y'all y'all opened y'all opened a full tour with Wildest Dreams and you're going to sit there and say Invaders ain't that good? Give me a break. Hmm. Wildest Dreams is shite. Sorry. Are you done? <laughs> okay. Was that all you had to say about it? <laughs> no, I was going to say I, and I still think I'm going to harken back to something we probably said a few weeks or episodes ago. I think it's a uh, maybe not heavy but it's a very bouncy kind of song, like in an enjoyable way. Yeah, I mean, I like it all the vocals. Yeah, if anything, anything, you know, invaders. That's that's the part I, that kind of. Nope. That, I have that, no problem with that. I, 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 yeah, it doesn't bother me. But when I, if I'm really thinking hard about it, I can say, yeah, it's a little happy-ish. You know, that little one little line, that oh, one little the, word. The little happy Pillaging. Invaders. When I think about it too, if they put a word like you know looting or marauding, maybe that's what makes it happy sounding. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Either way, it so. it takes me out of the song, and that's why I put it there. It's not that it's bad. The, the track itself certainly isn't bad, though. I see a lot of hate, and I I, just, I do understand why people say they don't like it. Yeah. I do. You know, to each their own. But that takes me out of the song just for that moment. So anyway, onto you. <laughs> So my second choice off of No Prayer for the Dying. I know what it is. Which I think is a much better album than Fear of the Dark. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what I was thinking? I got to say nope. this. You know why people say Fear of the Dark is better than No Prayer for the Dying? Because of the title track, probably? Yes. If you took the title track off of Fear of the Dark, people would would rightly call that the worst Iron Maiden album ever made. They would also wonder what the name of the album was. Yeah, but it wouldn't matter. I'm just saying, it, it, or if they had never released that song, like if they never played it live. You know, it, it's a good live song. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like that song, but that album as a whole, it's just not as it's not as good to me as, as No Prayer for the Dying. So anyway, let me the go. The song itself, you're saying the song itself is elevating that album. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. If they, yeah, if that song, because, you know, it became the, 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 it's just that it's almost a battle cry song where you, they start playing it and everybody sings every word of the guitars, solos, and, you know, and the, whoa, uh, you know, that whole part is just fun. It's a great live song. Well, you know, I was just thinking. So I heard an interesting take on this, and it was from Wayne, Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast, because mm-hmm. I think there's some really good songs on there. But what he said was, Yep. Are they really that good, or is it just within the context of that album? <laughs> exactly. Everything else is so poor, and it, it very kind good of, point. Uh, clouded, it's kind of clouded my vision a little. Yeah, but anyway. So Wayne did to you what Bruno McDonald did mm. to me for with somewhere in time. Oh, do you know what? Maybe maybe that's what's happened. Yeah, because Bruno what? said his stuff about somewhere in time and how it was some paint, paint by numbers, especially Alexander the Great and stuff like that, and I was just like. You know, he he gave a pretty good explanation about it. You know, they just done the Power Slave tour and they went right back into the studio after like a month off, and it's just it sounds like and and he made a comment that Blackie Lawless had said mm. that Iron Maiden and Wasp were both tired made were tired bands making tired albums, and I'm like, you know, that just the way he said it all and put it all together, I was like, you know, I think I I think that I can see some of that. That stuck with you now, hasn't and, it? And I'll tell you what that 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 came up on Twitter yesterday, and that pisses people off when you say that because yeah, uh, I think it was your favorite thrash metal singer, Joe the Caveman, the Caveman. He he made a comment. He said that Alexander the Great was his favorite Iron Maiden song, 
And I go, oh, you- and I just came on behind it and said, Bruno McDonald said it's Iron Maiden paint by numbers. <laughs> I, was say, I saw that. I saw that comment. You know, yeah. Because what, you know what I was doing at 2.45 in the morning? I was watching Joe's videos on YouTube. Oh, okay. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Okay. So let me get my number nine here from No Prayer for the Dying. Uh, and I'm, I'll be interested to see if you have this on here. Um, Fate's Warning. Oh, okay. Check. No, I didn't have that. Okay. I, I didn't. I did not think that was going to come up. Oh, okay. I, I think I like the song, but like you know, the verses are great. You know that why is it some of us are destined to stay alive, and it sounds awesome. And then the chorus is like, "Be it the devil or be it him, you can count on just one thing." You know, just I, I like it. It doesn't stop me from listening to it. So it's one of the lesser ones where the chorus ruins it. To a degree, oh, so okay. That's I used to not like that song as much, but it was. It was I like it to do with that. I it do like do the with, song, but yeah, apparently you put it in your worst list. But I didn't put it in my worst list. I just said the chorus messes the song. These are not. This is not a worst list. This is a. This is a. The chorus messes the song up for you list. Okay. Yeah, which is you know it's all subjective. Sure. So. um after I name my next one, I want you to tell me the the other song that you got wrong. So, because you only got two of them, obviously, if you got two of them. So, what is your number eight, Matthew? Uh, you've thrown me now because now I'm thinking on your no prayer for the dying. Your one. number okay, eight. My, num- my number eight. Back on track. Get back on track here. Uh, it's one of the Charlotte songs. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be the second one, whatever that one was. Uh, was it Hooks and You? It, no, no. That, that'd be the third one. No, it was Here to Eternity. Oh, I, yeah. I, okay, go ahead. So, because I was thinking about this, and I was like, musically, you know, there's no issues with it. I don't have any problem. Lyrically, uh, it, it kind of gives me a bit of a chuckle. I can laugh at it. Laugh at it, but not with it, because the vocals are pretty... Pretty cringy. Um, I can do the gang vocals on the hell part at the start of the chorus. That makes one of us. Well, I don't mind if it's just that hell. You know, you just do it at the start and then leave it alone. Sometimes less is more. Just like one of these episodes (laughs) that we put out, less is more. Less is more. Like that song not being on the album would have been better. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been one less. Yeah. Um, One more place or something else. Um, So... The hell part from there, uh, from here to eternity. The backing gang vocals are just another thing that lets it down. I don't think they needed to follow the backing vocal to the to the lead vocal in that gang style. And at one point, I was in the mood to give it a pass, as of that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I I had a note that I'm not sure that it really deserves a pass, and that maybe I just think the song couldn't go any lower with or without the gang vocals or because of the stupid lyrics. But like I said, this was the middle of the night and I decided I was going to put it back in because musically I could get into it. Music's pretty decent. I thought the vocal melody in some places I like, but it's just that backing gang vocal. that yeah, just takes me out of it. To me, I, vocals feel, I feel like you're just taking the worst Iron Maiden song and just throwing it in here for no good reason, because that song sucks. See, I don't think it sucks though. Sometimes I don't mind it. I think it depends on if I'm really listening to the lyrics. But once it hits that, da, 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 I just don't like the backing. I've never written a song as good as that 
and, I, and I'm sorry to say this to my friend. I'm sorry my friend Jesse has to hear this, but that song sucks. Oh, is that one of his favorites? No, I just he just doesn't like when you say Iron Maiden song sucks in, in general, uh, I don't think. so. I'm not saying it sucks. I am. But it takes me out of the song. I've never written anything as good as that. I've also never written anything as bad. Well, I've probably written worse, actually. But, but I only wrote maybe three songs in my life, so... And they weren't any good, so. All right, can I can I guess your uh, your next blemish? Well, if I say it, I, you can say yes, but I don't want you to guess it first. Well, it's off. You said it's going to be off. No prayer. This is you? off. No prayer. Yeah. And this is a song. This is a song that I do like, but mm. the chorus does kind of weaken it. And I'm, this is one I would think you would guess. It's um, Tail Gunner. Oh, do you know what that was? The that was the one I was thinking I had to subtract a second ago. Oh, so you did go with that? Okay, yeah, okay. I just like I think it it starts off cool. I mean, the 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 verses sound good. You know, trace your way back fifty years and all that stuff. But I just think the chorus gets a little too happy. You know, the climb into the sky, never wonder why. Tail gunner, you're tail gunner. Oh. It's just a little too happy for me. I, I I wouldn't. I don't skip that song if I listen to No Prayer. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it I kind of, like I said, I wasn't picking songs that I think are terrible. Like, uh, like if I was just saying, yeah, let me pick the worst Iron Maiden songs ever. You know, I probably would have, you know, had seven songs off of uh, Fear of the Dark and maybe three songs off of uh, Peace of Mind or something. I don't know. Um, oh, did, now did you mention there was a caveat to all of this? What was the caveat? On, on vocalists? It doesn't matter. I, I okay. Here, here's my deal, and, and I know this will this doesn't sound really good for a, a guy who hosts an Iron Maiden podcast, but I did look through the first Iron Maiden album because I did tell you let's let's go with you know Paul albums if you want to, if you want to. Uh, I just said let's don't do Blaze because Blaze is you know people would just sit there and go oh yeah it's all Blaze songs yeah. You know, I, I don't expect the Blaze albums to be as good because of everything outside of Blaze going on. They changed producers, so you don't even have Martin Birch helping you, which Martin Birch obviously wasn't any help on Fear of the Dark, so how much help <laughs> was he going to be on the next album? He was pretty much checked out on Fear of the Dark, obviously, because he didn't say to Steve, hey, you can't record this as garbage. Half mm. of this album, are you you should record an EP, Steve. These songs suck. <laughs> Some of them do. Um but I didn't want to include those because, like, the the biggest reason is that X Factor and Killers are the two Iron Maiden albums that I'm the least familiar with. I just I said if I if I go pick a song off Killers, I'll have to listen to the, most of the album to figure out which songs they are. I mean, it wouldn't be Innocent Exile, Killers, or Rat Child. I know those pretty good, but I left those out. And I told you you were free to use them if you wanted to, which. Uh, you must, but when I did say that, you said, "Well, every song I've picked so far is Bruce anyway." <laughs> so, well, yeah. It was, it was now that you've let the cat out of the bag on that one, I was ready to defend mm-hmm. some of the songs off Killers anyway. Like if you brought them up, because there's some simple choruses on there, mm-hmm. but sometimes the simple things in life are the best. Yeah, doesn't, so, doesn't matter if it doesn't have to be. Uh, it doesn't have to be a just super, you know, de- you know, detailed chorus. It's just, yeah, does it fit and is it good? So, um, okay, so what was the other song off of um, 
no prayer that you thought I was going to have because I'm done with my no prayer songs. All right. So for your when you said there was three tracks, I was expecting some stuff off no prayer anyway from you. But what but were you I, expecting? I had um, so I had for you. I expected you to pick Assassin, mm-hmm. um, Tail Gunner. No, I didn't. Ex- oh, did I? Yeah, I thought so for a start. But when you said Fate's Warning, I was like, oh, okay, you must be keeping Tail Gunner. I didn't see Fate's Warning coming. Mm-hmm. But I, I fully expected for you to dig in and hate on Hooks in You. Uh, no, because the verses aren't that great. I did consider uh, that one, but I was like, I got the keys to view at number, at 22. number 22. I mean, like, Yeah, behind my green door. Yeah, that's good. That's not good. I mean, it oh, might be good for you. It's not good for me. I don't like it's it. It's very good for me. It's not a song. It's it's a song that if I was just listening to it just to hear songs I like, I'd skip it. That's so, a song that, you, you know, know if I'm going to get out there. And his raspy, that sounds like it could have been on, um, that, that, that would have been actually one of the best tracks on Tattooed Millionaire if it made it. So mm. I like his raspiness. I've said that before. Okay. So we've went through uh, 10, 9, and 8. Matthew, yep. number 7. Okay. So number 7. So this, I got a little bit of a lead into this because it's not ironical. It just didn't work out well for me in the end. So when Fear of the Dark was due to come out, I remember going to the record store in Perth and they would let you listen to this album, which just seems really strange now when I think about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like days before. I don't know if it was like a Friday night and you had to come back on a Monday. You couldn't buy it until the following week or or days later. It was something like that. But you could listen to it. You could go in there, put the headphones on and and have a listen. So I was like, okay, I want to listen to it. And I got to listen to a short part because I put it down. I was like, okay, I've heard enough. I like it. I don't want to hear it anymore until the album comes out. And I always remember, it's going to give it away straight away, on a cold October morning. And I was like, well, this sounds really cool. You know, you had that bass going in the background and all. Mm-hmm. And I was excited for this album when it came out. From Fear of the Dark, The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I did consider that one a little bit. Did you? Yeah. Okay, well, I consider it a lot. I don't think it's as good. I don't think the song is as great. Oh, see, this is another one where, I don't know, I like all the music. It's taken me, I liked it a lot when it first came out. And I guess it took me a few years since, or since being 30 odd years ago, to realize that this chorus uh, is the biggest problem for me in the song. Everything else is good. You know, I like the music, I like Bruce's vocal melodies, but it's the chorus. And I don't know what part of it that it really is that I just don't like. I don't know if it's the, the backing vocals yelling, you know, they're all fugitives at me, etc. Or if it's just Bruce, or if it's a combination of Are both. there backing vocals? I thought yeah. it was just kind of Bruce. Unless it's layered. Maybe it's layered. That's what I tracks. thought it was, just Bruce layered. Ah, okay, either way, it doesn't work for me. It just It takes me out of any spirit of that song. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I agree the chorus isn't great, but... The rest of it, I don't have any problem with. And I really like the intro to it. Yeah, it's okay. I just, and I know that I didn't get to hear where that, where it really kicks in with the big drum beat and the song really starts. I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. This would be good. I mean, I'll say so, this. I'll say like, like the verses are definitely better than something like, you know, Quest for Fire. But, um, uh, but you know, the, the verses on Quest for Fire and the chorus suck. That's why I didn't put them on my list. That's why the, I mean. Uh, what do you call that? A spoiler alert. Quest for Fire is not on my list either because it's just not a very good song. 
Musically, it's yeah. pretty good, but the verses aren't good and the chorus ain't good. So, but like on this, I think it's I think the verses are the verses aren't bad. I, I like them okay. I I don't hate the song. So, but it, it, drift. Mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't good enough that like like to me uh, all three like the assassin is probably the closest thing to that. <clears throat> like if I was ranking all of the songs on my list, I'd probably say the assassin is the quote least best song on the list. Mm-hmm. But it's but I like it. It's not bad. I, it's but like that chorus. That chorus is really that chorus really ruins it. So yeah, so I just basically I like everything else. I think the rest of it's good. I like yeah. the solos. I do like the music in it. I just have a problem. This is one where the chorus really just for me it spoiled it. But I had a note here, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I'm defending Quest for Fire. Um, but I had a note, and keep in mind this is at two thirty or two o'clock in the morning whenever I did it. Mm-hmm. If if Steve brings up Quest for Fire, and I'm just reading whatever I wrote verbatim. <laughs> if he brings up Quest for Fire, I can pass on this one. I'm going to let it slide. This song gets all of its flack from the opening line in a time when dinosaurs walked the earth. I was like, take that away, and you wouldn't get anywhere near the amount of negativity. Oh, uh, negativity. Yeah. Uh, just it's because the verses, because because he's like, you know, okay, like take that in a day when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Uh-huh. When there's something and something, ah, and it gets real high on that. Like, it just sounds stupid. Like, it just doesn't sound good. You know, I just, I don't, I just don't like his delivery of the melody in the verses. I don't like the melody in the chorus. I don't like musically. It's not a bad song. I mean, it's, uh-huh. you know, it, it's, so, <clears throat> go ahead. I was going to say, this is another one where there's been, um, I'm not sure if my vision or my opinion on this has been clouded. And I've put here, bloody Dino, I think he's clouded by judgment on this track because he's been going going back and forth with me in the last couple of days on this here, there, and everywhere. I was like, it's certainly not a stellar track, but there is some good music in it, and I'm not sure where I stand on this melody at the moment. Even after all this time, you know, I don't listen to Peace of Mind very often unless I want to hear certain tracks of it. But I don't think I could put it into this list. But I was ready for you to bring it up. But I don't think I really have a problem with Quest for Fire, which okay. didn't make my list anyway. No spoiler, but I had a note. If you brought this song up, I was going to somewhat defend it. It's well, it's it's like um, it's just it's not good enough to make the list. Well, because okay. these are songs that are good songs that aren't as good because of a chorus, and that song, or that we have an issue with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's all personal preference, obviously. So yeah. Are you saying Dino's not wrong? Or that Dino is he's, still wrong with Dude, he, he said Tattooed Millionaire beat, beat Silicon Messiah 10 to nothing. He's definitely wrong. Is he not allowed to have a personal preference? Yeah, he's allowed to have it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's... No, but nobody no, no matter how, liking it? No matter how wrong it is, I mean, he's allowed to have it, so... Now, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, after, my, uh, after my number seven is where people are going to start getting pissed off, because that's where the songs are all a little more well thought of, probably. Mm, okay. Um, so my number seven is one you've already named, and it's a song I think is great. It's just messed up a little bit by the chorus. I think you probably know which song I'm talking about. Yeah, you'll say Wildest Dreams. Um, <laughs> not talk. We're not talking about horse shite. Oh, sorry. It must have been here to eternity then. God, that'd be more like dinosaur shite. <laughs> I know it can't be invaders. 
It's Invaders, yes. Oh, okay. It's I I really like the song Invaders. I've never I mean, like I said, I was listening to it the other day and I sang along with the whole thing. I never and I and I remember at a certain point like going, wait a minute. Do, 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 do. I'm supposed to not like that. And I listened to it and I was just like, it's not really that bad. Like it's a little more, we do it a little more pronounced than it really is. Yeah. But yeah, it's, a, I think it's a, it's an excellent song. And um, it's just a little slight blemish. And I put it this high in the list just because it's such a good song. It's better than it, the other songs. It uh, just draws you out. It just takes you out of that moment. That's how I get it. Yeah. So, uh, no, not much more to say about that. We've kind of already said it all. So what about, what's your, now, now number six is I think where uh, people will start getting a little more bothered by some of these opinions. So uh, the rubber's what, about to hit the road on some of them. I think, you know, it depends if they're only classic era fans, only four of them will bother them. But if they're all era fans, then maybe all six of them will bother them. What is your number six, Matthew? Okay. So my number six, Oh, now this is a song off your, I think it's still your, well, you know, I was going to say it's your favorite album, but I don't think it is now. I think it's one of your favorites. Okay, your so it's entry, either off of, what is it? Your entry to Maiden, entry level. What, Seventh Son? Oh, I mean, Somewhere uh, in Time? Somewhere in Time. Oh, that's definitely not my favorite, yeah. Um, Heaven Can Wait. Okay. And so I went back and had a listen to this because I was like, oh, you know, this is another song that. It's easy. It's basically low-hanging fruit. People, a lot of people complain about Ooh. it, but a lot of other people do like it. So I was like, but there is something in this chorus that I don't like, and I'm probably really petty on this, but I can't really decide or pinpoint if it's the vocals or the synths that are under the vocals on the chorus. Because there's a lot of so- a lot of parts of the song that I do like. I really like the bridge, you know, the take my hand, etc. Yeah. And I, I really, really like the guitar under the the walls, you know, all that sort of mm-hmm. part. The the whoa as a gang vocal, I have no problem with that whatsoever. It's 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 just it's it's not it's not hell. <laughs> No. It's a good gang vocal if you're going to call it that. It's not yeah. to me. Gang vocal is more like "Hell to from here to eternity" yeah. than that is. So it's not a, a traditional gang vocal, and they're not singing words. True. So maybe that's what helps it. Yeah, I have no problems with the overly wordy vo- uh, voices verses. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with all that. It's just the chorus, and I don't know if it's the way he delivers part of the chorus. Even uh-huh. it just takes like the song's going along. And I know that it's coming up. So I'm kind of prepared not to like this part of it, mm-hmm. which is taking me out of the, you know, enjoying the song as a whole. But, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So I had a note in the song's defense, I think this works a lot better as a live track. And I've found that before. Okay. Um, than what it does as, as a studio track. So in a live environment, I probably wouldn't notice it, but I don't want to listen to it as a studio track. Sure. It just It sucks me out of it. Sure. Okay, well, for me, I know this is not one that you will argue with at all, but this is the first song from the six-man band era that I will have included on here. One of only two. Uh, Everything else was from either No Prayer for the Dying all the way back to... All the way going back. It's, It's... 
There's only two songs from the new era. And the first one comes from uh, an album that you absolutely don't love. Uh. Dance of Death. And um, I like this song. I think it's a really, really awesome song. Up until the chorus. Like, it's fantastic song. Until it gets to the chorus. Do you know what? For those of us who can't remember the chorus, are you gonna are you gonna belt it out for us? Um look, Matt, I know what you want. I'll say what you want, and no one can take that away. But it's the journeyman. Because uh like I think, you know, it's the acoustic song or whatever, and it's just the way the music is man, the music is awesome. I was about to say the F word too. <laughs> the music is so awesome. And the way Bruce sings it is, is so good. But then when you get to that, I know what I want. I'll say what I want. And and, he just, and it's over and over and over mm-hmm. until it gets to the end when he goes, and no one can take it away. And he kind of goes, oh, and all that stuff. That's great. But it's that, that chorus. I, I, I think other than that, it's a fantastic song. Are you um, saying that you thought that I would agree with that, that track? Uh, no, I'm just saying that um, I'm telling. I was just telling you what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, I know you're not a big fan of Dance of Death, so. Two says. I know. Uh, I said that. I know some people that that think it's their. You know, I mean, hey, I I don't dislike the album. I think it's a good album. It's got a few, you know, not so great songs on it, but I mean, overall, it's a really good album. So. Mm-hmm. That's my number six. So. That's your opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. So. Number five, uh, Matthew. What do you got for number five? Uh, so number five for me is one that you've mentioned before, and you know I just come out and say it. It's the assassin. And oh I wow, just, it made it that high. Okay. Yeah, because you know what, the chorus is what I just put here. The chorus absolutely lets this track down, and you know because I like I like I really like the music. You know, I think it was a really interesting idea the way they went about creating this. Does it let you that, down so much your abs hurt? Uh, my abs just slopped everywhere, I guess. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Let myself go, I guess. <laughs> uh, I love, I really love that. It's got like an eerie, sinister, just mm, spooky kind of vibe about it. Not spooky, maybe, um, I don't know. It makes me think of a, a movie. I had, what's his name? Um, Kevin Costner movie where he was like a serial killer. I always think about that. Obviously, it's not about a serial killer, but mm-hmm. this this vibe about it. So if a song can create a vibe for me, it's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. And this one does. In the verses, uh, that single guitar melody, that note. Yeah, and I love that little that guitar that's working behind it, that little descending scale that they do. Yeah, music itself is great. Yeah. I can deal with Bruce's repetitive, you know, better watch out, I'm the assassin and all that. That's the chorus. But it's, <laughs> but it's the gang. Well, I don't know, is it late? No, it's, I'm sure this is the gang vocals. Yeah, it's definitely gang Steve vocals Harris. on that album. Yeah, the better watch out. Better. I don't need that. And I wondered, I, I had a note, maybe if there weren't if there weren't so many chance of it mm-hmm. in the higher and lower registers and all, Maybe it would have worked as a positive effect. You could still have it, just not so much. Sure. But I think it just kind of weakens the chorus, and yeah, maybe it would have been serviceable if Bruce had just done it alone even. Mm-hmm. 
but it takes me out of it. It's an otherwise enjoyable song. I, you know, I found it really interesting the way they went about it musically and all. Man, top five. That's just yeah in this list. Yeah, um, yeah, but it just pulls it out. I think it makes it the worst song for me on No Prayer for the Dying. Okay, unfortunately. Okay, so um, my number five, and this is my last selection from anything in the six-man band. This is the only other one. Um, If there's other songs that I don't like as much, they they weren't great and were messed up by the chorus. They were just not great. Something like Wildest Dreams. So for me, my number five... (laughs) comes from and and I got to imagine I have to imagine that this is on your list somewhere mm-hmm. it comes from the book of souls and th- this is a very highly regarded song and I think it's highly regarded at least in the little community we're in I think it's highly regarded because of Nesbitt from Talking Maiden because he talked this up so much I remember him saying it was like a top 10 Iron Maiden song of all time for him I'm wondering if this is the song that hold I on, hold on, hold on. leaked before the album came out. So I think musically this song is really good. The, 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 the verses are really, well, it doesn't start off great musically, but it it's just a fantastic song. It's probably, this will probably give it away if anyone knows song lengths. It's the, probably the longest song. No, it's not the longest song, actually. It's probably the second longest song. Because I forgot the uh, Empire of the Clouds was on there. It's the <laughs> second longest song on um, on the final... Uh, Book of Souls. The Book of Souls. Um, the Red and the Black. To me, that chorus just... The Red and the Black. Well, that's the best you could do, Bruce. I mean, it's just... It's a bad... Now I've got a really kick-ass uh, red and black uh, jersey-style shirt that I bought at that tour, so I'm glad that I had those that color scheme. But um, I, I, it, when, I, it's a struggle listening to, to that chorus. But man, once you once you get past the, the 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 lyrical part of that chorus and you get past that, and there's about five or six minutes of just incredible music after it. Mm. Um, I think it's a pretty good song. Uh, actually, I probably think Journeyman's a better song, so maybe Journeyman should have been number five. But I don't know. Journeyman's not as good as a song musically as Red and the Black. So, but no. yeah, the, the Red and the Black could have been a lot better if it would have just. I think they they could have done something a lot better with that chorus. So yeah. Oh, that surprises me because musically, like you say, that's fantastic. Well, but that's what I'm saying. The chorus, a chorus ruining the song. I mean, that chorus I, for me doesn't though. I'll still listen to the song, but yeah, it's just a super weak chorus. Oh, see, I would have said if I had if I had a problem with that song, it might have been with uh, with some of the verses okay. um, towards the start. But that's interesting because well, I never even the the other bad part of it is Steve's that that bass intro thing is kind of dumb. I don't like it either. But yeah, that's one of those things. I don't think it self indulgent in it. Which yeah, it feels like, I've so. said, that's what I said before. It's exactly a case of what it is because it's just like well, I'm going to throw this in here and I'm going to finish it off like that and let's be made in between. Just didn't really seem to serve the song. Yeah, but but, but yeah, and the, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. And and I will say this though, um, without without Steve Harris, we don't have Iron Maiden oh. at all. So you know what? If he wants to throw a dumb bass intro in the beginning, 
I'm not going to say it's yeah. dumb. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, it's unnecessary. It's interesting sounding. It just doesn't fit the song. Maybe that's yeah, the best like, way to say it. it. Just doesn't fit the song at all. No, not in any. And way, then shape it or ends form. the song too. Uh huh. And I remember being at that show and people just went nuts when he did it, and I was just like, "That's not very good." I mean, it just it's not that it's not good. It just it just does nothing for the song. Like it doesn't fit. Yeah, you could you could have done it on any song and it would have had just as much relevance. None. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know. Just uh, one second here. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to put that in my ear just for one second here because I want to hear what the. The uh, I just want to hear how it starts again because. Yeah, I just. Uh, oh yeah, because once the music kicks in. Oh man. Yeah, and Bruce's. Granted, the way Bruce sings those verses, I'll give you that. It's you know because he's kind of he's kind of following along, yeah. The 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 guitar line, but I like it. I like it. I just think that the chorus just weakens it. So yeah, so that's my number five, and um, that leads us, Matthew, to our top four. So what do you have at number four? Ooh, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. So you, how many of your um, the six man band? I've only had two, and they're all gone. The rest no, of I haven't them. had any. I haven't had any yet. The, have I? the rest of them are all from the cl- the classic era. Oh, uh, you can be one of those, are you? Well, actually, you know you're the opposite of those. Usually, everyone's praising them, but mm-hmm. okay, interesting. So I hadn't really thought about it like that. Six man band versus five, but I'm going to drop a, a sixer in here. And I know it's off an album that we both like very much. So. Uh-huh. And it is the first of the reunion era. Ooh. And it's a case where it is just the chorus that lets it down for me. Um, so it's the mercenary. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your take is on that, but I so I went and had to listen to this again uh, last night this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I like all this. And I keep remembering all the good parts of the song. And then it comes up to the <laughs> nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And I thought, oh, this is still okay. Why didn't I like this? Mm-hmm. But then it comes in. Show them no fear, show them no pain. You don't like that? No. Nah, that just takes me right out of this song. Oh, man. I think just, that's great. Do you? Yeah, oh, I like okay. that a lot. It's just those, No, it's just those extra lines. just takes me out of it. And I just think it's all going so well. And then it just seems to suck the life out of the song for me. Like, I love the music in this and the melodies. And Bruce's, it's almost like a vocal attack is one of the things I was thinking, just the way he spits out some of these lines. But it's just those show them no fear, show them no fear. I just get bored with it. And, uh, you know, I can't really explain why. It just seems to suck the life out of it. I don't know if it's just because it's repetitive, if it's just a bit of a drop in the tempo. And it shouldn't be that, the tempo of it. Yeah. Because if I was to liken it to something else like Benjamin Brigg, you know, that's not going the hell for leather anywhere. Yeah. But it works really well. But for this song, it just doesn't do it for me. And I think it's unfortunate because the rest of the song I could really like, but thinking about that part of it makes me want want to not listen to this track, which is otherwise a pretty solid track. But it's a bit of a pimple. This one. Okay. I mean if I was ranking all of the songs on the album that there's, there's so many great songs on the album that something's got to be mm-hmm. in the lower half. That would be in the lower half for me, but I do like the song a lot. I think that's that's one of, you know, 
Maiden has a lot of great songs and usually there's usually there's a dud on every album. Not every album, but you know, there's there's something that's stuff some of the stuff is so great that everything else doesn't quite match up it to pales. it. It pales. Yeah. And um mm. that one I like a lot. Um I think to me the the song I like the least what is the song I like the least? Uh, oh, I hope it's not some of the. I hope it's not what I've seen mentioned on Twitter recently. No, it'll be some. If I would say the song I like the least is "Fallen Angel." Uh, yeah, I think you've mentioned that before. I was going to say "The Thin Line." I've seen some uh, disappointing comments on that recently. On which one? The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Oh, I've got to get through. That might be I my favorite song through. on the whole album. Yeah, that song was awesome. I don't know what's wrong with some of these people. You know, you just... I was like, what are they talking about? Get through the first few minutes. I get that the, the intro is kind of flat at the start, but that's I love just it. building up to a payoff. I love that song, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great build, yeah. Um, Rudy Ray. Rudy Ray and uh, Kirsty. Yeah, whatever. No names, no names. Rudy Ray. That's, that, that's one of the least respected names in podcasting right there. <laughs> um, okay, so next up, uh, my number four. Is something that you've already mentioned um, that is kind of controversial, and I have to issue an apology. Are you going to concur with something that I've said? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to have to apologize because I definitely <laughs> don't want to make this man mad because he's the most favorite person that comes on my podcast, Lord Andrew of Sussex. I think oh. you know what's coming up, Matthew. Maybe. Matthew, uh, I have to issue this apology. To Andrew, because Andrew, <laughs> we all know it's Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think Heaven I think I'm with you. I think the, the, the frenetic pace of the verses, I think it would have done better. You know, I wasn't thinking about this too much, but with a walk all over you style chorus. Mm, you know, yeah. where it was sped up and then slowed down in the chorus instead of it. It's like there's. You know, the song changes pace a little bit later when the whoa, whoa, whoa part and all that. But yeah. man, to me, just going straight from the verses to the super fast chorus and 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 Br- Bruce just goes insanely crazy, you know, the way he sings it. I just, it just, I've, I didn't like this when this was the first new album I ever bought. I remember, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't one of my favorites on the album either. It was just kind of yeah. like, like I could listen to it and if they play it live, I can listen to it and I can sing along with the whoa, whoa, whoa parts and... But yeah, I just, this is definitely uh, not, this is, you know, maybe, maybe this is part of uh, Paint by Numbers. I don't know. So are you saying this is not a weak song, just a weak chorus? Like it's only the chorus that's I, affecting this I, I think, for you? You know, thinking about it, I think Journeyman and Red and the Black are better. So I probably should have put that at number six instead of number four. I think that would have been closer to where you had it. But you know it is what it is. It's just I don't hate the song. I won't. Yeah. I won't. I might skip it if I'm listening to the album. Depends on how much time I have. So, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I was just trying to think. Are you gonna? If you're at the show, would you skip it? Would you run off and buy a shirt or anything like that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't leave. I don't leave. When I go to a only way I would leave a show if I was at a maiden show and they started playing him and wait. The only way I would leave is if one of my kids had to go to the bathroom or something. I I don't, I'm not one of these, I don't drink beer when I go to shows. I want to, I mean, you're paying us so much money for these tickets now. 
Like, like for someone to leave during Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner because it's the longest song and they, oh, I got time to go use the bathroom or something like that. I'm like, oh, I thought you were going to have it to get me there for a second. You know, uh, I, I won't say, I won't say anything else, Matthew. Let's go to, let's go to song number three. Oh, I was going to say, I ran away during uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I'm going to, I'm only going to say one more thing and I don't want you to respond to it. Everybody. I'm aware of that, Matthew. Oh, is that right? Someone's yeah. been telling so tales on me. Let's go to number okay. three. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'll tell you what, things you find out. Yeah, let's go to number three. Okay, so my number three, I'm going to rehash on something you've already said. Oh, so, boy. no prayer for the dying. Ooh. No, it's not fate's warning. I know what it is. Tell me. Tail gunner. Tell me, brother, tell me. Yes, tail gunner. Uh, so this, again, it's like the assassin for me. So musically, I like it, and I like the vocal melodies in the verses. You know, I really do like the lyrics. Uh, I just don't care for the chorus, and it just stops me from wanting to listen to this track at all, but I do know that a lot of people like it. So what annoys me is not the whole chorus, but like you mentioned, the tail gunner, you're a tail gunner. It's just that little add-on part at the end, and... It's I don't mind that as much as the climb into this. I, I don't know. I like, I don't dislike it. Right? It's, it's, it's not that bad. I mean, I just, it's, but it's just a little bad, you know, or, or not bad. It's just a little bit of a, it just gives you enough of a, eh, it's not great. Uh, see, I don't mind that, that first part of the chorus. It's just that little bit that's, that's propped onto the end. So I get this annoying vision of Bruce just nodding his head and like telling someone, tail gunner. You're a tail gunner. <laughs> that's what I, th- and then I start thinking of yeah. Yoda, you know, in the same stupid way. That's Yoda's f- telling you something. Yeah, that is kind of funny, actually, that you say it that. Kind of, it's kind of stupid, but yeah, tail gunner. You're a tail gunner. Like, I don't need to be told what I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing, but it just takes me out of the song. So, you know, I'm sure it's just a little hangout of mine. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I, like I said, I see a lot of love for this track. Is it one of the best tracks out there? No, but no one's ever said it is. They just said they like it a lot. Mm-hmm. When I see polls or you know comments and all, it's just this little thing. It's it's almost in- insignificant, mm-hmm. but it's significant enough for me to to draw me out of the song. And that's basically what this little episode's about. If it takes you out of the song for a little bit, mm-hmm. it's making the list. So tail gunner, and the fact that it's ranked at number three means a lot. That it's taken me out. I could like this song a whole lot more if they just got rid of that little line. Sure, sure. I mean, if it's like I said, I think Tailgate is a really good song. It's and like I said, the chorus isn't even that bad. That's why I ranked it lower. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how I did these. I don't really know how. It's, it's like I said, this was kind of a weird list to make. So I guess it's just kind of fun seeing what we got on here. Okay, Matthew, my number three, and this might uh, this might bother some people. This is an Adrian Smith penned song, uh, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think it is. Uh, if I'm not correct, then Kirsty will tell us next week uh, or sooner. I can tell you. I can tell you what it is now. Uh, shut up! Don't say it. After you've done it, I'll tell you who wrote it. I know what you're going to say. So, um, this is a song that's really good. The verses, he sounds really good, um, but. It's the chorus of the song that just takes me out of it. And um, live, I think it's even worse than it is on the uh, studio, the album. So, um, and 
To make it even worse, <laughs> the song starts with a group vocal of the chorus. Mm, yeah. Can I play with madness? Bruce and Adrian. Bruce, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. I think the song is really good. Like, I mean, especially, you know, the way he sings the verses, give me the sense to wonder, to wonder if I'm free and all that. Man, it's good. Um, everything is good up until that, that chorus. It's just too happy. And, and I have it this high. Because the song just would it could have been a lot better with a better chorus for me. So I, I really don't have anything bad to say about it other than that. So that's that's pretty much what I got for "Can I Play with Madness." So can you repeat why you didn't like it in one sentence? Can I play with madness? Mm. What I think Steve will pick. Can I play with madness in a whiny voice? Can I play with madness? It's too happy. So wait a minute. So let me ask you this. Uh, you made a full, did you make a full 10 lists of songs you thought I'd pick? Uh, how many did I have here? One, two, three, four, Because when it's, five, when it's all over, six, I, when it's all over, I want you to read the ones that I didn't pick. So, okay. So yeah. what's your, uh, let's go to number two here. What is your number two? Numero two. Uh, dose, dosey dose. Dosey dose. God, why did I take? I took the title off this song. Hang on, what is this? Okay, now I know what it is. I put here. Ah, uh, this will probably give it away straight away. Put Maiden are uh, very interesting when it comes to their ballads. So, hint at anything yet? I'm I'm thinking uh, Fear of the Dark as as a ballad. I'm oh, thinking- okay. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I can see where you're going there. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not what you're thinking. Okay. Uh, well, I, I question this to myself. Would you consider "Remember Tomorrow" a ballad? Initially, I did. Then I thought I don't. No, but I consider you a moron if you picked it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, are you a moron? Do Do you want to do number one now instead? No, I didn't pick this. No, my number two. Well, we are at. You um, know what? We are at number. Okay. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter because we don't know what. Uh, we don't know. I was going to say we already know what the number one will be, but no, nah, let's, yeah, let's do number two. Oh, I tell you what, I don't think you do it. You'll have no idea what's coming up by number one. No, no, no I, don't, um, I don't have a clue. I'm just saying it's not like it's there's 10 albums and we're doing them in order and then you go. Oh, that's true. You know, once yeah, you yeah. name number two, we know the number one. So, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Number two. So, yeah, I was trying to question uh, whether Remember Tomorrow was a ballad for a start. And I think it's a ballad with a big build. It's more, maybe more power ballad I guess, because there's some. I don't know if that's what they consider a power ballad. If it's got a, but it's 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 kind of got it's just a mellow. I, it's mellow Iron Maiden. I don't know if you'd want to call it a ballad or not, though. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult for me to to pigeonhole it. And then Prodigal Son. This is another one where I don't know if it's a ballad or if it's just really acoustically driven. Yeah, I feel like but that then, one's a little more acoustically driven than a ballad. Okay, and then Strange World. Yeah, I love Strange World. Anyway, I'll consider that a true ballad. Yeah. And then there's this. Uh-oh. It's not wasting love, which I had considered for a little while, and then I was like, no, because I don't, I don't mind the chorus. I just don't really care for the song. Yeah. But it brings me to something that you've already discussed, and it is Journeyman. Okay. Okay. So there are elements of the song that I could like, but the chorus is what. Mm-hmm just takes me right out of it yeah so i really like the start of this it's got that whole dreamlike quality about it yes the verses and all and it, it paints a really nice picture to it uh i think it's really well done 
But then the chorus, like you said, I know what I want, I'll say what I want, and no one can take it away. Fine, say it once. No, say it a hundred times. (laughs) But then you say it again and again. It's like, okay, I get it. And I thought, well, even if you kept the same vocal melody, but you just switched up maybe the second part of the line, that would have helped it. Yeah. You know, you can say, I know what I want, I'll say what I want, and then, I don't know, change the next part of up a little... Keep the same vocal melody, mm-hmm. and I might have liked it more. And I just put a note, you know, it, for me, this is a real shame. Now, I've said that I'm no fan of this album, but this could have been a real highlight, not just on the album itself, mm-hmm. but maybe in the whole Maiden catalogue. Yeah. And, you know, the way that Blood Brothers gets a, a really good reception, I thought it could have been just the same as that, Yeah. if not for this chorus. Yeah. You know, Bruce's emotion and delivery everywhere is fine. It's... Just this one little part that spoils it. I just don't like the chorus. And it, if I listened to this album very often, it would suck me out of the, I had to be careful there. It would take me out of the song, I should say, mm-hmm. out of enjoying the song. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit of a shame because it's, for a, a ballad, it would have worked really, really well. Not like the attempted power ballad on... Uh, wasting love or something like this. This would have been a song that was created really well. It was lyrically, it's written well. Vocally, it's delivered well. Till you get to that chorus and just let it down. Otherwise, I could have really enjoyed that. It's a shame for me. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's that, it's that, and I don't even I can listen to the song and I can sing along with it. It's it's, but you know, if you if you're just analyzing it a little deeper and you go, yeah, that chorus ain't that great. So now that you say that, so that you can sing along with it. Yeah. Now they played this live. Yeah. Do you think that that's a conscious decision? You know, obviously you want people to sing along with your song, but this seems like a real attempt to have a big chorus to sing along to. I think it's too many words and too quick to have it be a big sing along. Like like fear of the dark. I know what I want. I'll say what I want. It's too quick to to me to have a good sing along mm. with it. But. I, I like the song, and and like I said, that's why, that's why it's up here. I mean, I I have nothing bad to say about it except the chorus is kind of annoying, you know. Well, I think the fact that I had it as my number two says a lot. Like, yeah, it says a lot because it's it's also something I don't care for, and it just shows what this song could have been to me personally. Yeah, yeah. If not for that little, um, sl- uh, for me, it's a slip up. Yeah. Well, uh, my number two, Matthew, mm-hmm. is sure to upset somebody. I think, I mean, I know the number one, know the number one will, but uh, the number two is is what would you consider peak Iron Maiden? Like, when were they at their absolute biggest peak in the classic era? Uh, I would think. I guess I think from a U.S. perspective, probably Power Slave. Good choice. So let's go to Power Slave. Oh, okay. I went through this and couldn't begin. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. What you, you know what? This is one of the ones I thought about you as well, and I didn't write it down. I know. It, yeah. Well, oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I don't like what you're here, so. here, here's, here's the whole podcast right here. Okay. The next one is I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're going to pick. So um, you think you know what I'm going to pick. I'll just say that. Uh, okay. Power Slave is a fantastic album, obviously. I mean, 
it's got probably it's got one of the best one it's got one of the best uh, one two punches as a closer, you know, power slave and rhyme. It's also got three, actually an incredible one two opener with aces high and two minutes to midnight. Um, mm-hmm. To me, there's only two songs that I would even consider on this album that I don't think are as great as the, as the other, you know, rest of it. And I'm talking about songs with lyrics because sometimes, <coughs> Mark, uh, people want to um, say the worst song on Power Slave is a song. I chose it because it has no lyrics, no words. I'm like, okay. I had somebody, and since I said his name, Mark, uh, in Australia. Now, hold on. And hold on to that point because I'll bring that up later. But anyway, yeah. Um, he came and he said something. He sent me a text and he said, well, I was listening to some episode. I can't remember what it was. And you were picking the the least best song on an album. Good thing you didn't pick this song, or I wouldn't even be able to message you anymore. And I said, "So, well, what do you think is the the least best song on that album?" And he goes, "Lost for Words." And I go, "How about not making it so easy on yourself and picking one with no lyrics?" And then he immediately picked the song he said he'd. Be- I better not pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I won't say what it is. I will say it's not the song that I chose right now. Um, but to me, the weakest chorus on the entire album. Oh, fight for the honor. You thought I was going to pick back in the village, didn't you? I did. I was sure of that. No, it's that. Oh, that, that, that right there. Uh, Maybe if that wasn't in there, it would have, it wouldn't have ruined the chorus. I don't know. But that to me, it just, I just don't like the way it sounds. And it, it, I think the duelist is a freaking awesome song. (laughs) Yeah, but that chorus is just it. Kind of, it kind of it makes when I think about the song, I just kind of go, "Oh, the Duelist," huh. you know. And, and then, but then when I when I you know you start listening to it, it's just like it's got a great riff, great beat, everything's great, and then that oh, you you're doing it like Wayne. No, I'm actually doing it like Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, I don't think I think you're doing it a bit of a disservice. No, uh, no offense to Wayne. I would like to hear. Yeah, I would like to hear Wayne do it. Either Wayne or your favorite character, Padera, uh, Pterodactyl Mark. Pterodactyl. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, it's all right. So yeah, so um, that's my number two. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel the need to defend that song. It's one of my favorite songs on there. It's I, funny. Because- I, I just said it's a great song. I just don't like that. Oh, part. It's, that's literally it's the setup. that's literally what I don't like about the song. That one, uh, well, however many times they do it, not enough. They can do not that enough. Okay, not enough. It sounds like it sounds like the, it sounds like he just said, "Hey, Steve and Adrian, y'all do the background vocals on this one." Yeah, they might have. He's like, "Cause I'm going to bring it home with mm. the next line." Anyway, okay, interesting. No, I really did think you were going to go with "Back in the Village." When you, as soon as you uh, said that, I thought. I know what he's thinking. Back in the village, and I'm back in the village, and I'm back in the village again. <laughs> yeah, that part of that part did come to mind. That's the part that general. always. Again, I think it's another Talking Maiden thing because they said that, and I think a lot of people, Talking Maiden, were very influential to a lot of people. I think, and Not I and, and I say that with because they influenced me a lot, a lot of things too. So, I, but I think that you know, just the same way some people say I'm I'm trying to uh, make people hate um, dinosaur songs. <laughs> No, they uh, educated and informed me a lot. They didn't. I'll say they were influential, but not when it comes to this song. I have no. I like this song. I like it a lot. I'm not saying they said anything but, about this song. I'm just saying, 
you know. I, I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, go ahead. It's all subjective, isn't it? But that brings us down to... Uh, can I can I add what? something real quick? Sure. Anyone that listens to my podcast, if you like learning if re- you're, real if fa- you're still here. facts about Iron Maiden and learning the details of an album and, and all the intricate little things, do yourself a favor if you already haven't and go check out the Talking Maiden podcast. They've reviewed every album, every Iron Maiden album, and done a lot of other things that's just intense listening. My my absolute favorite thing they ever did, Matthew, and I'm pretty sure I've said it before on here, is the uh what was what did they call it? The it was it the beginning birth, of the beast? The birth of the, the birth of the beast. There's like five episodes. I wanna say it starts at episode seventy eight. And it's it basically goes from Steve Harris getting his first bass until right up until they were recording the first album. It's fantastic listening. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very informative if you care about, you know, just learning facts about Iron Maiden. It's very I love it. So check it's out It's almost it's almost if it's not mentioned, it didn't happen. It's it like so it's like the opposite of my podcast. My podcast isn't informative. <laughs> my podcast just pisses people off. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, this this is a podcast. It's a learning opportunity but for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. So Matthew Go ahead and defend the duelist any more than you wanted to. No, good. Nothing more to be said. It's a top track. You can keep your woes, but I'll keep my woes to myself and enjoy them. Like I said, but I said, I don't hate the track. I like it. I like the track a lot. I just, the chorus. We're talking about a chorus and that's it. That's, that's part of the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, If it takes you out, it takes you out. What are you doing? Yeah. So, so man, now we're here. We're, we're at the song that I'm going to say of my whole list. This is Probably, yeah, this is the best song on the list, but because of the chorus, it probably isn't even my favorite song on this list. So huh. so the way this was developing, I wondered if, just momentarily, if we might have had the same thing, but you said that you've gone, you've used up all your post-2000 mm-hmm. tracks, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for that reason alone, we will differ. Mm-hmm. And this is... A song from an album that I like. I like it a lot. I actually really do like the track a lot. But as we said, it's about what takes you out of the song. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's been covered by Mr. Andrew himself from "A Matter of Life and Death." Oh, that's an mm-hmm. excellent choice too, because I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh, the longest day. You- yeah, the longest day. That and yeah, I I can. Oh man, I should have had that on my list. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I would have put that on my list because I totally agree. And I wonder if this sneaks past a lot of people. Maybe so. Maybe no. I think it all depends on on what oh, you like. Man, you're the, right. The album. You're right. Yeah. Because if you don't care for this album, it doesn't matter. But if you like this album a lot, the way I do, maybe it does. But this song, I just put this song is almost perfect. It's that chorus, it, yeah. It's so close. I was like, oh, there is an escalating tension at the start of the song, musically, mm-hmm. vocally, lyrically. Mm-hmm. And I, all I could liken it to is the state of water. So it'll start, it's calm. Mm-hmm. It'll go to simmering, mm-hmm. bubbling, mm-hmm. and it reaches a boiling point. Yeah. And Bruce just lets rip, enter Hell's Gate. And yeah, because I listened to this last night, and I loved it. I get... Getting goosebumps thinking about that now. I was getting goosebumps when I listened to it. It's awesome. 
the pre-chorus. It, oh, it's better than the solid. I really, really like it. Silent we go. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I love the way he stretches and holds on to the lyrics. Oh, man. And it's slamming we go, you know. And it's awesome. I love it. But then, how long on the longest day till we finally make it through? That should have been my number two. Yeah. Did you hear me? If you didn't, I'm going to say it again. And then I'll say it again. And I'll yeah, say it again. Yeah. It's too much. It slows the vibe of the song down for me. Like Musically, the chorus is still fine. I have no issue with that. Yeah. It's just I think it's just the repetitiveness of it. Yeah. But it, it sucks me out. It's like I'm listening to the song. I'm so far into it. Love it. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, it's coming up to it. And it just takes me out of that song again. Yeah. And it's enough... It makes me think of Journeyman in if they maybe had to just change the lyrics, maybe keep the vocal melody, perhaps, but, and on the second and fourth times, change it up a little bit. You know, maybe that would have um, Im- not improved it. Maybe I just would have liked it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Or get rid of that part altogether yeah. and have the pre chorus serve as the chorus yeah. because you don't, Maiden doesn't need to have the longest day as a title. To also be featured within the context of the lyrics of the song. Yeah. You know, there's pl- plenty of times they've done that. Maybe they just didn't need to just have that little bit extra, but it just brings down the vibe of that song. I think this song is it's so close to being perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's just that. That could have, I think that should have, that should have been in my top three. Yeah. Cause that, it paints such a perfect picture for me until it gets to that. Yeah, I think it could have been number two for me, except that it, the chorus doesn't ruin the song for me. Like, I still like it. Like, the, the song is so great that the chorus, as, you know, as just kind of bland as it is, just takes you away for a minute because then it gets right back into that frenetic mm-hmm. pace when it goes back to the verses again. So, oh, it's, it's brilliant. Just yeah. that little part that just takes it away. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I thought, you know, I thought that perhaps being that you were such a fan of. A matter of life and death, you might have had that in there. You know, you would have thought that, but I'll be honest, I didn't even look at the songs on that album because I just thought, there's nothing on there. <laughs> I just mm. didn't even think about it. I, so, yeah, you're, I, I definitely concur with that. That's, a, that's an excellent choice. Yeah, I couldn't say it being a controversial pick. I think it would be more of a a forgotten selection or just a non-selection, yeah, depending on your, where you stand on that album. Well... You'll probably guess this as soon as I say the album. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, oh. I'm sure. I've mentioned it before, uh, somewhere else on the podcast. Somewhere in, I'm, I know Kirsty'll know. Kirsty already probably as soon as she heard the topic, she was like, "I know what his number one will be," you know, because oh. she is the uh, historian. But for me, you, you went to an album that is a kind of a uh, album that people, some love and some don't love. So, mm-hmm. but I'm going to an Iron Maiden album. Let me, let me just ask you one question. And I, I feel like you'll give me the right answer. I would say this question to you, Matthew. Yeah. As a whole, all Iron Maiden fans, cons- all Iron Maiden fans considered, what would be voted the best Iron Maiden album ever? Ever. Okay, my quickest response I can give to you, most most people, not me, but I would believe most people would probably say Number of the Beast. Very good. Very good call there, Matthew. 
Not mine, just the general. Yeah, it's it's a you know the more I listen to it recently, I'm just like this album is so good. I think it's 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 definitely jumped in my you know it. The great songs are just so great, and there's so many of them. So anyway, mm-hmm. my number one comes from the Number of the Beast. I was listening to the Number of the Beast the other day, and this song is playing, and man, I'm just the the the. Uh, the lyrics, I just singing. I'm singing along with the lyrics, and man, I'm just really. Were you singing it, singing it, singing it, singing it along? Say that again. Was I sweat? You gonna sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it along? You're you're throwing out something that I'm not picking up. I don't think. Okay, that's all right. You just drift along doing what you're doing. Okay, so um, you drifter. Oh yeah, see there you go. That's that's from Killers, right? From killers, yeah, that's why I just I don't. I, now that you say it, I, I do remember it. But um, for me, I listen to this song and I'm really, really getting into it, right? And and I'm thinking, man, this song it just it, musically, it's really, 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 really good. Like, and. And I'm listening to it, and and I'm and I'm singing along with it, and the the verses are just intense, pretty good. And I'm like, man, this song is. And I'm just singing along, and I'm just really into it. And I get to the chorus, and I'm really into it. And I go through the second set of verses, and then I get to the second chorus, and I'm just, I can just, you know, you can feel you're just not really into it anymore, you know. And then the guitar solo comes or whatever, and then this, then the chorus comes back again, and I'm just literally at that point, I'm just kind of driving and just kind of mumbling the lyrics. I'm just kind of. Driving and I'm going. Not a prisoner, uh, not a free I was, man. I was just wondering if it was gonna be that. And then I and then I just literally just quit singing. I'm just like, and it hit me. I was like, this chorus just. I don't hate it, but it just it just makes the song. It just brings the song down a big notch for me. And I know that the number of the beast is just. I mean, look. Look, I'll say this, Matthew, and I know people won't like this. I think Invaders is better than Prisoner. <laughs> uh, I prefer, well, maybe it's not a better song. If the chorus was better in Prisoner, it would be a better song. But Invaders is less, the the chorus doesn't bother me as much. Uh, but man. One person is going to be. Oh, I know, man. Alan Bell. I'm sorry, yes. Alan. He's gonna I'm sorry, Alan. <laughs> I know I was thinking that the whole time. I've got to apologize to Alan on here. I almost emailed him that day too. I almost sent him an email and said, Alan, man, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> but man, this album, yeah, this is a great album. Um, but that's the song that did it for me, man. I was just listening and I was just like, man, it's just the chorus has taken me away. And I've told Alan this before too. So, I mean, not that, not that he, you know, desires an apology from me on it but i know that he that's his favorite iron maid song musically man i was just like air drumming the hell out of it because it's just mm, such a fun right yeah and alan plays drums and so alan was you know he's told me how he's been playing the prisoner before and i'm just like so i know it's special like i was thinking man i want to get my i want to go sit behind the drums and listen to this and play it but anyway that's my number one so that I would not have seen that coming. Wow, I figured you. I, I've, you're just. You're obviously not a historian because I've said that multiple times on the podcast. So, no, I live in the moment. I, I was waiting. I was. <laughs> I was waiting. So when I said number of the beast, what what song did you think? Because I'd already said invaders. What song were you expecting? Well, Gangland. I, yeah, I wondered if perhaps it could have been Gangland. I toyed with the idea of maybe it's it, not that it should be, but that it could be for you. 
uh, Acacia Avenue. Oh God, but, no, man! I thought but, about it. I went through the songs, you know, just kind of. I, I I just read. I looked through every song, and then I would think of the choruses. And I was like, oh God, that's that chorus is awesome. Yeah, but no, uh, I really, I really like the chorus in Prisoner. I love Clive's drumming in this. Oh yeah, it's a stand yeah, the drumming's great. The verses are great. You know, and then it gets to that part that where they go like da na 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 da na da na da na da 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 that. Oh man, that's such a great song. I just that, that it's the chorus. I, I and I wasn't thinking about it. It was just like I was listening to it driving down the road, and I was just really into it, really into it. And I just and and it's like by the end of the song, I was just literally like going, not a prisoner. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, whereas before I was screaming out the words and I was just like, okay, this song is just because of that. It does, it, 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 the chorus lost me a little bit. So it's too happy, too a little happy bit. Sounding. So no, I never had that in my list for you. So, uh, so Matthew, I think we've, uh, we've given some people, we've given everybody, uh, something to think about. Cause I think people will probably now, uh, I would say come in and send in and show us your list of what you might would consider, Songs by Iron Maiden that the chorus has uh, lost you on, <clears throat> and good. It, it, like I say, it, it can't be something you know as bad as like Quest for Fire because most people, not everybody, but most people just don't like that song. They don't think it's very good because mm. of you know, like you said, the line. You know, it's kind of a common theme now. It's like saying it's like everyone's saying Nickelback sucks. Everyone says Quest for Fire sucks, and I don't hate it, but. To me, the verses aren't very good. The chorus ain't good. And to me, if you think the verses are fantastic, and but it's the chorus that loses you, then sure. But you can't, you can't include it just because. Oh, it's just a crap song, or whatever. I, I you know, another song from Peace of Mind that that I thought about was uh, "Die with Your Boots On," but but then I listened, but I thought about it, and I was like, you know, that it's not really the thing that I don't like about "Die with Your Boots On" is. If you're gonna die, you're gonna get I was like, "That's not the, that's not even the whole that's not even the chorus. That's the pre-chorus." So I didn't count that one either, you know, because musically it's really good. Uh, the verses that Bruce sings are really good. Um, even the chorus ain't bad. So it's just that if you're gonna die, some of it just doesn't you know get on my nerves. But uh, mm. you know, did you want did you want to know what I thought you were gonna pick? Yeah, tell me what you thought I was gonna pick, and then we'll get out of here. So so since you move, uh, you brought up "Die with Your Boots On." That was one of the ones on my list. Okay. Uh, so when I was right, I forget which song it was I was write, writing about, and I put how repetitive it was. I wondered, or I thought, I was like, he's going to mention Seventh Son of a Seventh Son because they just keep repeating what? the line. Holy! I don't We're care. The I don't care if it's repetitive because Bruce sounds awesome on that. It, it doesn't yeah, matter. Gonna, like, like no more lies. Yeah, you know, I toyed with the idea of that. I was like, no. Nah, I, I thought about it, but man, I love the live version of it, and the live version redeems mm-hmm. it for me. So, go ahead. So no, I was ready to defend if it comes to the case that you started talking about. That. Oh man, no way! Love that. Song. I had, I had still life down, and I did put that in there momentarily just for the the whole layered track, the nightmares. I don't like that one word in the song. Kind of takes it out of. I don't like, think it's t- see. I don't else. think it's terrible. It's, it's layered, Bruce, and it doesn't bother me so much. I mean, I did consider I did consider a still life as well, but I was like, yeah, that's definitely not. It doesn't. I don't love, love, love the song like some people do. So, mm-hmm. so it wasn't, to me, it wasn't like it didn't get pulled down because of the chorus. It was just, I don't love the song as much. So, yeah. Well, I was prepared that you might have had that. I had Quest for Fire might be one that you were going to get into. Back in the Village, yeah, I had that in there yeah, as that. well. I expected you to get into. I had a, a very questionable one. I had maybe, but I'm not sure about this one. Because there's not really anything wrong with the chorus, so he shouldn't, and I haven't mentioned what it's called yet, 
So he shouldn't, but if there's any issue, it's probably with how wordy that the verses are more than the chorus. And that was uh, Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. That was like a wild card. Okay. I didn't know if yeah. you'd do that. Uh, can I Play With Madness? I fully expected you to drop that in there. Like I said, it's too happy. It's uh, Everything else in the song is fantastic, though. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I had a couple of Paul things. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring Paul up or not. Mm-hmm. Paul Diano, because you couldn't understand when I was saying Paul to you yesterday. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, but I was saying. I thought you said a pole. Did you? What? Oh, what, that's right. Was there a pole? Is there? What about no, pole? I was like, what? Pole? No, no Paul, I didn't do any poles. Paul, not pole. Yeah. Paul. Um, I wondered if you were going to bring up Charlotte the Harlot. And I also thought you might bring up Drifter, but now that I know that you don't listen to Killers very often, yeah, that takes all that away. And I was like, if I had any problem with the track on Killers, it was going to be Genghis Khan. Do you know why? No words. Because that's the safest bet, because there's nothing wrong on that album. Mm, well, So the fact there's no chorus was the problem. I'm not familiar enough with it, so... Um, that's a real but that creeper. one. What was the one you were singing on earlier? Oh, Drifter. I'm not a big fan of Drifter. Oh, I re- you know, I used to think I didn't like Drifter itself, the song. and But that's a bit of a cracker. I love the end, the second half of that. It's just like a real party vibe song. Because I was off watching some YouTube videos and I watched <laughs> that. If you can get past the whole oi, oi, oi. And I know Paul did it. And yeah, Bruce I remember that. Yeah, as well. That song is, I don't <clears throat> know. I wish I was still playing it now. Hmm. Okay. But that's it. Okay, well. That's what uh, she wrote. You, you, you nailed some of the things that I was thinking about, at least. So I did think about Still Life. You know, I mean, because Peace of Mind is the weakest album that they put out in the 80s, you know, from from the uh, Bruce-led lineup. So, um, you know, it's easiest. Like, to me, I'm looking at it, just looking in front of me. I could pick, you know, I could say Quest for Fire, Still Life, Die With Your Boots On. Feed the troll. Feed the troll. He should be full by now. So, <laughs> so I will say, with all of that said... If you have any complaints, Iron Maiden Podcast at gmail.com or you can tag me on Twitter. I really don't care. I stand behind my opinions and they might change by tomorrow, but I stand by what I said right now. So, um, with all that said, Matthew, uh, on behalf of um, myself, on behalf of you, on behalf of uh, who else, Matthew? Trolls everywhere <laughs> on behalf of Iron Maiden from Eddie and from the boys and the ding dong dinosaur. <laughs> you know what? That's on you. <laughs> Again, all hate uh, to Iron Maiden podcast at gmail.com. Attention, Uncle Steve. Cheers. <laughs>
things in life are bad, they can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Always look on the bright side of life You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance 